This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. This is your chance to get vocal. Children, I wish to announce that our show has undergone a reformatting. Let's get ready to listen quietly. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The Vocal Minority. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Radio? <laughs> Who needs a radio? Great heavens! What kind of radio show is this? This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Help me find Nick, please. Nick, you're the champion. Take it away. All right, here, dude. Uh, yeah, welcome to the program. It is the Vocal Minority with Nick. It's the moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Nick. That's me and Stefan. We've got Nick and Steve in the Vocal Minority, Ola Bruski. Hey. Yes. Welcome back to the big program, everybody. Find us online, thevocalminority.net. Minimal effort into that website, but maximum return for you. Hey, I uh, hit the website up and was just seeing, like, I never hear from anybody. (laughs) Is this work? And I got a reply when I went to the website and said, talk to the guys. I did it. Did you get an email? Did What do you mean you got a reply? You did? Yeah, I got a reply from the website that was robotic, I suppose. We got oh. your email. We'll check it soon. Did you get an email? Not that I recall, no. When was this? Was it a few uh, weeks ago? No, it was this week, dude. Oh, no. I didn't get an email. <laughs> the vocal minority could be reaching out. That's all I'm saying, dude. <laughs> well, now I got to go check, so that's great. No. <laughs> Listen, Dark Horse reached out. I got his email. Someone else did, too. That's why I was wondering. That was a few weeks ago, though, I thought, so who knows, but... But uh, I promise it works. So if you go to the vocalminority.net, we'll find you. Yes, please go. You can find in. all our socials there, too. Steve put uh, a good uh, concerted effort into posting this week and uh, some funny clips on there, if I do say so myself. Yeah, no. I've been uh, I've been behind on my work, and I'm still way behind. I'm on episode 17. This is episode 25 today. I just refuse to skip ahead. There's so much good content I don't want to waste out there, so pulling clips but yeah we had a uh, we had a good week on youtube youtube is so hit and miss for us either our videos get a few thousand views or they get nothing and uh pretty much everything this week got views so we got i don't know six seven thousand views on youtube uh facebook told me this week in the last month we got over ten thousand uh with their platforms so. nice and these were all uh older stuff weren't they for the most part generally? facebook is is a mystery to me i can't figure it out the uh, the new stuff sits there on every other social media platform, new stuff gets circulated, and then once it hits a certain wall, it just stops. The mm. old stuff then just sits there. So if you are a new person to go to our page, you may scroll back and find it. Facebook's the exact opposite. Uh, the new stuff does nothing, and then when it seems to get a few weeks or even in uh, some cases a few months old, all of a sudden now we're racking up views. So. <laughs> just boom, yeah. Uh, you know what's weird, dude? This is another thing I realized. On TikTok... When anytime you've posted a video that says like, uh, like for instance, help us help us get a thousand likes or whatever you put on there, a, a million followers or whatever, gets like four views. Anytime you ask for help and yes. uh, you ask for help again on a recent video, 
Can't I remember a, what it was for. I did a PSA. Yeah. Ah, we had the suicide prevention PSA, and yes. it said "help" in the hashtag or whatever. Yeah. It's a chair. This, yeah. It got a little so like true. two of yous, dude. <laughs> no, it's exactly right. And somewhere at the holidays, I posted to help us get our first million views. I knew that was a pipe dream, but I thought, hey, you never know, right? Sure. Got nothing. And uh, the same with this. We did a little suicide thing, and I thought, let me do a little experiment here. I'm going to pull this as basically a suicide prevention PSA, and let's see if people share this. And I will tell you, I got a really interesting comment that I can read an hour later, but um, on a few of the platforms like TikTok, like nothing. No one gives a shit. And I can't tell if that's TikTok, like, fucking with you because you say share something so they squash it. Right. Or if just people are assholes on the internet. And no, it's, it's people are assholes on TikTok in particular because it's, it, it's primarily younger people who are on TikTok. Yeah. And they don't care about things like that because it hasn't affected their lives. Yeah, that's for, mo- my, for the most part, I don't think many, uh, you know, kids or teens know anybody who... Uh, or has been connected to anybody that has committed suicide sure. or has like a, an older sibling or something like that. So to them, and also they might go there for more like uh, like feel good laughing sort of thing sure. and skip Brings right over that, that video, you know? So, Hey, dude, what do you think the average age of TikTok is? Do you think it's Crosby? Like, do you think it's around 13, 14 years old? Go ahead, Brewski. Anyone? Oh, I thought I thought he was asking you because you're Crosby's father, so you, you know. No, but what, what's your thought? I think I think it is it is I think it skews a lot more closer to thirteen between thirteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, and and I base that primarily on the people I hear in my car, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people I hear in my car they they talk about so and so's story, and isn't that a, an Instagram thing? I think mm-hmm. so. It's Facebook you know, for sure, but it might be Instagram too. Yeah, so so on Instagram, because a lot of these people I hear in my car is women talking about this person's story or that person's story or their snap. Yeah. You know that so they're doing yeah. a Snapchat thing. So I think it's a lot more focused on Instagram and that that sort of thing there, because a lot of them also tend to be in their early to mid twenties. So they're showing off all the new stuff like my new Jeep or my new apartment. And, sure. You know, this is where I'm drinking with my friends tonight. And that's Yeah, sort you're of probably thing. right, dude. It's probably that younger. And who knows if we even, well, I mean, we want everybody. But do we of want course. seven-year-olds, Steve? Well, I, I mean, I guess we'll take anyone. But no. Uh, here's my <laughs> thought on, I always thought TikTok was a, a teenager thing because that's where I've learned about it for my two. Um but what I've noticed in our own personal videos, I mean, our, the vocal minority videos that we're yeah. posting on there, it's the political videos that are getting the thousands of views. It's, you know, our humor stuff is is not doing anywhere near as well. And we so uh... if TikTok is so skewed young, like I assume it is, why do the political things do so well? It must not be all that young. Well, I mean, I think they probably, yeah, I mean, that's maybe their target is those younger people, like their target demo. But there's definitely, I know a lot of people around my age, a few years younger, a few years older that are, you know, on yeah. TikTok all the time. Oh, I, I mean, see as you much and, as they can be. I see you and Rachel on there a lot. Um, one of my our coworkers here in Tahoe who's in his 50s, he's on there all the freaking time. So I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's a bigger percentage of teenagers for sure, but... The adults that are on there are enough that they're pumping these political videos up and whatnot. Yeah, they love the political stuff. They all, I mean, including like anytime we talked about gun control or just like politics and people, you know, like, uh, yeah, they've just jumped on those videos. Whereas Facebook, I always 
assume from my personal interactions on Facebook that it's all about politics because everyone I know is always talking politics on Facebook. But our videos that we post on Facebook for politics don't do shit. See, I hardly see politics at all on Facebook anymore, and maybe it's because I've weeded my garden, you know? Well, I was going to say, I've done a lot of that, too. I've gotten rid of most of my conservative, you know, old high school friends or whatever, but everyone's always arguing politics on Facebook, but... It's our humorous videos on Facebook that do well, including our immature ones or, or the sexual ones that other platforms uh, totally squash. You know, our nice slut got thousands of views, the me getting a vasectomy, thousands of views, uh, the Florida man banging a golden doodle is the big one this week. It's up <laughs> But other platforms squash that stuff. They don't want any sexual content. But Facebook seems okay with it. (laughs) I asked Steve about this, Brewski. What's your opinion when I see videos being, uh, even if they're only shared like five or six times, it seems like uh, they get a lot more views. I mean, if you share a video, does that instantly open up an audience that is going to continue to share it you think i suppose it's just, it depends on how it hits the person that sees it because you can share the video and if they don't like it they're not going to share it um i mean i had a video i saw yesterday on instagram i think it was and it made me laugh so much that i i had to share it yeah I think there's more value in a share than a like according to their algorithm yeah it's a bigger compliment to share something than to sure. like it so, yeah, I think it throws fuel on the fire, but I still can't understand why videos that literally we have one, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was posted in November and all of a sudden it's taking off. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Would you guys like to hear, see some, hear some stats about TikTok? Sure. Please. So by this the way, is hey, from, Nick, turn your mic up just a notch. You guys aren't matching. So. The, this, is, this is from all a right. website yeah. called Wallaroom Media. So it's a media company. And according to their study, um, the ages between 10 and 19 on TikTok is 32.5% of their users. Okay. 20 to 29, 29.5%. Okay. 30 to 39, 16.4. 40 to 49, 13.9. And 50 plus, 7.1%. Okay. Well, so if you add up, though, the 30s, 40s, and 50s, that actually... What does that equal out? Like 40% of the platform then, give or take? Yeah, about that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, not the majority, but we're all about the vocal minority. So apparently they're uh, living up to their name there. It also says that they spend an, an average of 95 minutes per day uh, on the platform. Yeah, see, I, I'm not hooked on it like a lot of you guys are. Like, I haven't got sucked into, I will watch <laughs> videos on Facebook for, for a long time. But on TikTok, I just haven't gotten sucked in. But I get it. I see why it's entertaining, for sure. The problem with Facebook videos is that so many of them are cut off, dude. So I'll invest in a video, and then it's I don't get the ending of it. Yeah. 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 TikTok doesn't do that. At least it will forward you usually to a part two or a part three, you know. But yeah, it is. It's addicting. And uh, I will sometimes be watching TikTok videos and look up and like, you know, 25 minutes has gone by. Yes, for sure. Just got to put my phone down, dude. How many times a day would you say you open TikTok? Mm, eight. I was going to say, according to their, their, their survey... Uh, users average eight times a day that they open the app. Wow. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm, at least that for Facebook. I'm, I'm yeah. on and off there a lot. Yeah, I uh, I pop on TikTok first thing in the morning when I get up and grab my coffee and uh, cigarette. I scroll TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
I can see Nick sitting up, having a cup of coffee, sitting on the toilet with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. No, scroll, I'm outside, scroll, dude. I don't smoke oh. in the house. Come on. <laughs> Otherwise, he's probably accurate, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm out there working one up. You're right, Brewski. I'm getting ready for it. I just read an article about the fact that, all right, we all are on our phones while we're taking a dump. But the uh, point of this article was don't get sucked in for more than about 10 minutes because the longer you sit you on the toilet, well, the more you increase your risk for all sorts of health ailments with your yeah. circulation as you're sitting there, you know, uh, pinching nerves in your legs and whatnot. So the the article was basically a doctor saying, like, we all do it, like, haha, but don't get sucked into those videos for 90 minutes sitting there on the toilet. You're going to yeah. strain something, uh, pinch something, <laughs> do something bad. I Dude, end up my, playing, I play bejeweled when I'm on the toilet. You do? That is, yeah. See, you can get trapped on the toilet with that, can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're like, you're just clearing a level and you go and you don't want to like <laughs> right. stop and you, I'm going to put this on. I'm on a roll here. I want to know what each of you's average dump time is. I mean, not like maybe you're done shitting, but how long do you stay on the toilet as an average? Wait, what are you asking? When Actual you go poo. Time or the whole thing we're talking about, if you're surfing and sitting there and all that. Damn it, dude. Can you guys hear that? Shut off their <laughs> it won't shut off. It, I have it on mute. I don't know why it's doing it. And if I mute the whole computer, I'm dead in the water. This is, is it a, it's like a, a sex question. Like, are we talking penetration only or the entire act of... <laughs> no, I'm saying when you go sit down on the toilet yeah. and, and you know, uh, I would assume you're there because you have to go poop. Yeah. How long are you on the toilet before you've wiped and washed your hands? I see. I would say I average 10 minutes. Yeah, Again, probably. depending upon what Facebook videos are sucking me in that day. So. Okay. Brewski? Yeah, probably around there. It depends on... Cause I, but I'm not a, I'm not a daily daily pooper so yeah, sometimes so, sometimes it's like you're there longer because things have just kind of you're working it out yeah it's been it's been in the warehouse for a little while yeah. it's 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 in the warehouse for a little while you, know? you have a solid point i have known solid. some people probably more women than anything that are just power poopers they go in there and just plop 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 and they're out and I'm just oh. like, I, I can't pull that trick off. I got to be calm and patient here. Oh, no. So, <laughs> sometimes outside, there have been times where, you know, where you got to get in the house and you got you to move. Oh, I get those instances. I just mean, like, as a general oh, okay. rule, uh, there's a flow to things. I have known some people that just get in there every time and just power plop in, the oh, in no. 30 seconds. Like, no. Dude, I was talking to my mom this weekend and you know my oh, mom's my done. buddy we have all kinds of you know weird conversations but i was bitching about somebody who pissed all over the toilet seat uh dude you know what i have not pissed on the toilet seat i i fucking lift the lid every single time are you both in that camp of course. no what, wait, not. are we talking about a restaurant or in your own home home oh I mean, okay Cool. Well, I, I I have my own bathroom, so if if I don't, let's say in the middle of the night and say I don't lift the lid and, uh, you know, whatever, you know, but I've been places where where I, 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 I've been places where I purposely pissed on the seat. Well, that's because you're mature, dude. <laughs> well, no, this is, there was this there was this this chick one time at Spooky World, which is like this like place where you go to for like for Halloween. Yeah. Well, like you know, you go to like the corn maze and stuff like that. Sure. And I went, I went to go use a port a porta john, and she starts bitching, saying I was cutting in line, and I <laughs> was like, "What? What are you talking about?" 
And she's like, no, that's fine. Just go. Just go, you asshole. So wow. when I went in, I went in there and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm standing there and I'm doing my thing. And she, and, and those portageons, they've got the little urinal thing to the right. Sure. And then they've got like the sit down thing. Yeah. And I hear her out there saying, this fucking asshole, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm just like, okay. I turn from, from the urinal and I turn to the seat and I let loose and I pissed all over that. I got to go pee. I even peed on the toilet paper in in the thing too. Dude, and you're I'm not punishing her. I mean, you're punishing the next poor schmuck who has to go in there, though. Who do you think was right? Who who do you think was gonna come in right behind me? Oh, that. she was. Okay. Yeah, she was right outside the door. Listen, I have uh, I have done a revenge pee once or twice in my life, maybe during yeah. a breakup or something, as I'm collecting <laughs> my final things from the home. But, uh, yeah, just peed all over the floor and all over the wall. Accidents. <laughs> Accidents happen. Accidents do happen. But as a regular rule, certainly in my own home, now I always lift the no. seat. Um, All right. I there's occasional lift the bars seat. or something where I just don't want to touch that seat. So I do sure. my best not to hit it, but you know, things happen. All right. That's I'm on the same level with you then. This is the deal. Very infrequently, like uh you go in, I mean, after sex, sometimes you piss all over the place and you clean it up. Yeah. Uh sometimes you go in and uh you ever have a you, know, you ever get the turtle where like your dick is inside of itself or sure. like uh you know you go in you're trying to get it out and you start peeing like you're gonna pee on the floor once in a while but you clean it up yes, yes. I've sure. got a guy that visits my home that just fucking doesn't lift the seat uh doesn't pisses all over the seat sometimes there's piss <laughs> on the floor there's always piss like on the back of the porcelain of the toilet so i'm telling my mother about this you may have a medical so, condition i mean maybe but clean it up dude i mean that's my point if you're gonna make a mess you clean it up yeah so i'm telling my mom about this and she was like "Ooh, you know like i don't get that your father for the most part would just sit down and uh, pee and i was like wow dude this blows my mind because as i grow up i think my father just shits a lot dude because he's always sitting down on that toilet and i learned now that he was peeing half of the time keeping in mind that my father never closed the door when he went to the bathroom that answers my question as to how you know your dad was sitting so much but oh dude my dad used to walk around the house naked when i was a kid he used to keep the door open when he went to the bathroom oh that's interesting not scarring at all, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, where did the? I don't even know where that came from. Is that upbringing? Is that? Is that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's the deal. My dad was born on the kitchen table, so I suppose why would he think it's weird? I mean, he was in Germany, you know, in the 40s or, or early late 30s rather. Did you bring uh, the kitchen table over here with him? Did you? Uh, maybe that's how it came about. I'm just saying. Like, uh, have you guys? Did you guys ever see your father naked? One time, and it's seared in my brain, and I never do it to my children. What? What's the circumstance? I was in the hallway, and um, he came out to close his bedroom door, and was buck naked. And How old were you? I was about forty-six, seven, eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last week. So I. Uh, no, I was about seven or eight, and I now okay. know he was in there uh, banging his uh, next, you know, woman after my mom. Oh, so. okay. But uh, yeah, so, so that was sex. scarring for you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruski. Uh yeah. Once when I was really, really young, and it was like one of those things where you know you're at the beach 
and and you go into one of those <laughs> those, those yeah. changing rooms, that's and that's more acceptable. So yeah, you know, it was one of those sure. things. And even then, I was just like, oh my god, this is awful. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. It didn't, didn't. Saw my dad naked all the time, and then uh, makes I can't help but think about the opposite of this. Is did you ever get caught jerking? Nope. By your mom or your dad. Very close one time. There was one time I was on the couch with a VHS playing, and I heard the front door opening, but I fucking like the flash, like bolted to the hallway just in the nick of time. That was the closest I've ever come. Brewski? Not caught doing that, but caught doing other things by my mother, yeah. (laughs) Like uh, having sex with somebody? Yeah, exactly. I was full on banging banging a woman, and, 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 and I didn't hear anything upstairs, and... And then all of a sudden, my mother had this bad habit of she'd knock on the door, and if you didn't answer, like, instantaneously, she'd just open the door and walk in. Oh, well, that's all right. that now, isn't it? So. No, but, and I was always say, Mom, you got to wait for an answer. I'm not going <laughs> to wait forever, Jason. I bet she waited after walking in on you banging someone. I bet she uh, learned well, a lesson at that point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> did well, she close the door right away, or did she yell a little bit first? No, yeah. no, she, she closed the door right away. She didn't and... fist bump you or something? Right <laughs> no, no, but no, but uh, she wanted to talk to me about it afterwards, though. Oh, like how old are you? Or what? <laughs> no, you're being safe, you know that sort of thing. Sure, there. Steve's an idiot, of course, dude. Come on, <laughs> how old were you? you have to be uh, in your twenties, right? Yeah, exactly. 20, 20, 21, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, All right. My mom walked. Have you ever been caught? And how long do you dump for? I don't think we got your answer. Oh, for dumping, uh, I would say it's seven minutes is my average. But there are times that I'll be scrolling vids or something like that, and I'll be like, I have. If I don't get up now, my legs are asleep. <laughs> you know, like I got to get up. It's like lethal weapon. Yes, it's exactly right. Yes. It's seven or minutes. That's a very specific answer, but okay. Uh, it is specific. What do you mean? Normally, you'd say five minutes, ten minutes. You said seven. <laughs> That's pretty specific. So I want to be accurate. Into this. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I want to be accurate. Uh, as far as jerking it, I will tell you that I don't know. I don't know if it's worth having a conversation at some point with my mother, only because no, it's not. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably. How old are we in eighth grade? That that 13? 13, 14. All right. I was probably 13 years old. I'm on my bed. It's a Saturday, mid-afternoon, and I've got the covers. Cool breeze coming through. <laughs> <laughs> and Maple Valley. Mary J. Blige on the radio, you know. Uh, I have the blanket over me. Love without a limit. Yep. I'm laying on my back, and... Starting to, you know, rough up the suspect, as Brewski says. (laughs) My mom walks in the room with no knock, but she can't see per se. I got a blanket over me. Yeah. I'm in my bed, but she's not stupid, dude. I mean, I started immediately. I was like, oh, oh, and she's like, what's the matter? And I was like, I have a stomach ache. Just not feeling good. So not knowing that that would get her attention to like come over and make sure I was okay. Right. So she walks over to the bed and I'm just like, Oh my God, roll over quick. What did I do that for? But I mean, she stuck there for a minute and then got up and left. We never talked about it, but so I don't know if I've been caught or not. Should I ask her? Mm. 
I mean, I want to tell you to ask her just because I'd love to know the answer. But <laughs> yeah, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, um, the I had a guy I lived with after the Jen and I broke up, and his mother was living in a senior living community in San Diego before mm. she moved up to Seattle when she couldn't take care of herself anymore. Right. And this, and I say this because this is about awkward conversations with your mother. Sure. And she's on the phone with her one day, and I'm sitting in the living room watching TV with them. And he's like, oh, my mother's calling. And they're talking and no problem and that sort of thing. And then he's just like, mom, no. No, ma, 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 I, that's, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> and then he's like, mom, I got to go. I got to go. So it turns out his mother was complaining that she hadn't gotten laid in a long time and that none of, the, none of the old dudes in her complex could get it up anymore. And, wow. and she was like, and she was probably late 70s early 80s and and he's just like mm. you know what that's a conversation i don't want to have with my mother and yeah. this guy this guy is as rock and roll as you i mean he used to like roadie for bands and everything well and, he, no and, one wants to talk to their mom about getting laid dude especially like, that age you know and the, yeah. he turns so white inside of like getting all nervous like ma i don't want to talk about this i, don't I would talk have just about hung this. up on her dude i honestly i mean i've never hung up on my mom that i can remember but i would have hung up <laughs> I would refer her to one of you guys or something. I mean, help your poor mother out. Come on. Uh, moms are great, dude. Speaking of which, can we do an unveiling of your tattoo, Bruski? Bruski oh, got yeah. ink this week. And uh, what's what, what, tell me, are we allowed to talk about what you told me, the significance of the tattoo, why you got it? Uh, yeah. And, and, and I don't want to share this and, you know, bum anyone out or anything no. like that. But I'll, I'll tell you. It's part so, of life, dude. Yeah. So uh, a couple days from now, uh, on the 15th, It'll be the two-year anniversary of my mom passing. Okay. And so um, I've been I had this tattoo idea for some time now. And so I found this guy on Instagram, and I liked his work. He It matches the style of the tattoos that I have. Which First are, time you've ever used this artist? Yeah. So I took a – I scheduled an appointment with him, took a drive up to Portland, Maine, which is about 90 minutes from me. Okay. And um, and it was a, it was a good time, and so I got this tattoo right here. Mm. Oh, it's kind of the classic mom tattoo, like the exactly. heart that says "mom" in the middle. It's the size yeah, it of the whole bicep. So Wait, I was gonna say that's beefy. Yeah, and it's got <laughs> yeah. the uh, heart, armored heart around it, and uh, the mom uh, sachet. What do you call that? It's a banner. It's a banner. sort of a banner thing. Yeah, some... and then some flowers around it. So yeah, I got, you got some I... color on it. You got what red on it, and then some oh, green. Yeah. Or something, or? green, and then the flowers are blue, and that sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and I got it on the inside of my bicep because that part of your body, when you have your arm down, is Earth? what's closest to your heart oh okay yeah. it probably really fucking hurt though right that's sensitive skin on your yeah that, that i will tell you that's the, the i've had i have a lot of tattoos but that one there is probably the roughest tattoo i've ever had my entire life. like when i left i had that 90 minute drive back to back to malden and i had to stop and get something to eat and get some more water and i drank a huge water before and drank water while i was getting tattooed and that was rough that tattoo was really rough when Bruce called me when he was done with it and he was like uh i gotta i gotta go home and like rest up i gotta take a nap like that and that beat me <laughs> the chip, i was like yeah. really how long did it take in the chair about 90 minutes oh, that's not, wow that's a lot of work actually for 90 minutes damn he must have cranked it out on you 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but the, my parking on the street was up, so also in about two hours, because in this particular area, they max out at two hours, and it's a really, you guys would love this Just area. wrap it up, I gotta go. <laughs> well, but you guys would love this area of, of Portland, because it's all like, like record shops and, and like vintage shops and tattoo shops and piercing nice. and like it, it's just it's a it's like being on the Ave in right. Seattle, you know. Just yeah, every town of, named Portland is hipsters. Is that what uh, how this country works now? Because it <laughs> no, sounds uh, like you're describing Portland, Oregon, but you're talking about no. Portland, this is Maine, right? no, no. That that's the thing about it. Is if, if you leave this particular street and you're around other parts of Portland, it's your typical Mainers. Yeah, yeah. Well, going down over there, with mom. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i love well, a maynard it, dude it looks cool i dig it what do you yeah. uh, divulge with that kind of work costs oh yeah with tip 300 bucks oh wow i would have guessed more like eight or 900 bucks okay That's no cool. no no because i gave him a hundred dollar deposit and then the tattoo itself was another 150 uh and then i tipped him 50 bucks because it's 20 percent and mm. and um and he he put this bandage on my tattoo which is really keeping it really nice and clean and letting it all kind of set up and all that. And so yeah. I've been really happy with his work. No, it's cool. The last tattoo I got was in Greece, and the guy used that same bandage on there, which is cool. And he was like, uh, I was like, I'm on vacation. Am I going to be able to swim? He was like, yeah, with your arm out of the water. You know, at the end, I was like, yeah, yeah, I probably should have planned this out a little better. Uh, but, yeah, that I love that cover-up on it you know cover-up's the wrong word the bandage or whatever yeah. it's just like a clear piece of plastic so people could still see it you could look at it but lets it heal up nice and well, it looks good dude it's stuck there really hard too so it's going to take some cleaning to get it off and all that the, the bandage but uh it's protecting it and that's all i care about at this moment because i don't want it going bad on me yeah. and peeling or flaking or anything like that so nice yeah shading good color yeah it looks yeah. Good, good and i'm pale yeah. as all hell too so bright bright colors look good on me part of the we, pale force we talked last week about tipping that tipping's getting a little out of control and that there's yes. some places you should and should be tipping at that's one of the things tipping a tattoo artist uh, i probably wouldn't think to do because you're the artist you charged me for whatever you're charging so then i have to tip you above and beyond what you why don't you just charge me the 500 bucks then like you, you don't have to tip i mean it, it all depends on did you like the service you know and i liked what the guy did we yeah. the whole process beginning to end was super easy and um we had it's good kinda, conversation it's kind of like know? a uh you tip your haircut lady don't you I do i do yeah it's kind of like that i mean you're just kind of tipping for good service everything else and i guess especially I'm always if you're ever gonna get two tattoos you better tip because then the second one he's gonna fuck up on you, if you yeah yeah <laughs> keep him happy for sure yeah i'm sorry what were you just saying you who do you tip always i always tip the tattoo person yeah every time i've gotten a tattoo i've tipped him which is i only have three tattoos but i've tipped him every time and uh you know who i just did i tell you that i got uh, a house cleaner to come over and help me with something uh, you, you told me off air yeah the tremendous guilt you felt having someone clean your house for you i feel so Where rotten is? about it my it's been not a argument but it's been a conversation between my wife and i for quite a few years i was like uh she had a housekeeper come over like once every two weeks yeah. when she lived in california you know did a couple of hours of just the shit you don't want to do your baseboards all that weird shit the deep cleaning yeah. the deep clean so 
I don't know. For several reasons, I have been fighting this for a long time. First of all, house cleaners feel odd to me as like, I don't know, dude. It makes me feel bad, especially if I'm going to be there. I don't want to just watch you clean. Please (laughs) clean up over that. Please. Yes. I don't like that. And then I also, I don't know. I don't like people in my house, really, that I don't know. You know, like I got a lot of stuff that would be easy to put in your pocket. I'm not saying they all do it. I've known some that have. I used to date the first girl I ever had sex with. uh, She was a Molly maid. And she would come home at night and be like, look at these new jeans I have. She'll never see they're gone. <laughs> like, so crazy, geez. dude. See, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I get uh, it. But I tipped this uh, lady who came over. She was fantastic, dude. Nice. And did you uh, clean before she got there? Yes, a little bit. But I did clean a little bit before she got there. Like, I did shit like uh, I unloaded the dishwasher uh, so she would have a clean dishwasher to just load some more stuff into. I, she doesn't know where my dishes go, dude. Sure. So, See, now, yeah. that's a case where I would pee on the floor just to make sure she cleaned it up. Like, oh, ah! you're you such know? a pile of shit, dude. <laughs> it's the white glove test. I just want to make sure you're actually clean. <laughs> no. Do you do you happen to think that the 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 Jackson slash Truman boys were peeing on the floor to make sure that Mrs. Garrett was cleaning up after them? Probably. No. They probably they felt did. pretty in, empowered. I get it. Yeah, they would have never done that, dude. Well, rest in peace. Is Todd Bridges dead too? No, Todd no. Bridges is still alive. Good. Oh, good. Well, are you going to have this woman uh, come back again, or are you so guilty that uh... she's going to come back, dude? She's going to come back. She, so she did. Uh, it was a special that uh, my wife saw on Facebook. Uh, come for a first cleaning or a first deep clean was a special. And then uh, she didn't get done with everything. She was like, uh, I'll come back and deep clean that room. And then after that, we could just do once every two weeks or whatever. I'm like, okay. I like it, dude. You're going to get used to it. You're going to like it a lot. Oh, dude. When she left, I was just like, holy shit, dude. She cleaned so much deeper than I normally clean. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, it was good. I worked for a uh, financial expert here in Tahoe. She was one of these uh, coaches that would tell you how to, you know, become a millionaire, basically. And right. Life her, coach. Yeah. Life monetary coach thing. And uh, one of her key pieces of advice was don't waste time doing housework. Hire someone to do that. And while they're cleaning your house or mowing your lawn, you should take that time to go start another venture, build your current business, like... I got the logic of it, but I just I have such a hard time paying people to do shit I feel I can do myself. Sure. But yeah, it does take a lot of time too. But then again, am I really gonna go open a subway franchise in the hour while someone's mowing my lawn for me? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the oh, thing, yeah. dude. I mean, uh, while she was doing it, I was either working or I was just a lazy pile of crap. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to do anything right now, so nice. we used to have we used to have a cleaner that would come like once a month when my, my when my mom and, and dad were alive, my, my mom would have – because then she would have, like, the lady, like, do things like the deep cleaning stuff and, and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, – but then my sister and I kind of expanded things a little bit, and we decided we didn't want to shovel anymore. And we got the service to, sho- to shovel our snow for us, too. Shovel the snow? Yeah, dude. So we, we, we paid this – this guy owns a landscaping company on the street over from us and during the winter there's no landscaping to do so it keeps sure. guys busy by doing snow removal and that sort of thing and um and like you said steve it's, you don't want to pay for stuff you can do yourself but i'm just kind of like i don't want to shovel 
Yeah, yeah I dude. Bad. I mean, it is nice to have them do things that you don't love to do. I mean, it, yeah, I'll do it again, dude. I'm doing it again. I already made my mind up. Yeah, no, I she wear some sort of maid uniform or something? No, you sick bastard. I'm just, I, I don't mean like French maid. I just mean some sort of maid. Outfit. What is a maid outfit, then, if it's not a French maid? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How about a clean bed for this champion? Yeah, it might be cheaper did. to hire a stripper dressed as a French maid and just tell her, like, I'm really into watching women clean. So I think they have that. <laughs> I mean, there was a service for a long time where, uh, maybe not in this country, where you could uh, have somebody come over and, like, clean your house topless or something. Yeah. Nice. I question their cleaning abilities. But. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want you to actually clean good. And no having sex with the cleaning lady either. Yeah. Yeah. I told her to polish the knob. I didn't know that. Well, remember when, Jer- <laughs> when, when, Jerry, when Jerry was having sex with the cleaning lady and it was his girlfriend and she'd come over and she wouldn't clean the house, but the, and she'd have sex with him. And then, and then she'd leave and she'd be like, hey, where's my money? And he's like, well, you really didn't do any cleaning. She's like, I made the bed. He's like, yeah, but you took a nap in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, enjoy your uh, high society lifestyle, Nick. Yeah, Growing, I appreciate Nick it. is constantly chucking eggs off the balcony. He's got a maid at his house. <laughs> just, yeah. A cleaner. Where's I have a cleaner. <laughs> what am I supposed to call him, dude? I, can't I call him my butler? I mean, technically. Well, right, it's a douchey. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking to be douchey. Your intention, just service. embrace it. Yeah. No, roll with it. Yeah. Uh, hey, we do have a couple of international. Speaking of French maids, uh, our domestic audience. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we have a new listener in L.A. That's fun. But um, for some reason, I don't know if these are people that know each other. But we have two new listeners in Germany in this past week, in different parts of the country. Nice. Danke. Frankfurt, Germany, which we already had, I think, one listener there. Now we have a second one. And uh, Heidelberg, Germany. Heidelberg, Germany, you're on the air. Frankfurt is odd, dude, because uh, I've been through Frankfurt, and I was all excited about it. And somebody told me, oh, uh, Frankfurt's just like the international district, or not the inter- the financial district is what I meant to say. Okay. Uh, it's kind of boring. So uh, it, only in the sense that, like, there's nothing touristy about it. You know what I mean? So but, it's a real German listening yeah, to us. Then. That's right. And probably an established person. See, I was thinking maybe it was like American military over there or something, but... Maybe not in the Frankfurt area, huh? Well, but know. but you know what though? So next year the Patriots are playing in Germany. The Patriots and the Chiefs are playing next year in Germany, and I think hmm. Frankfurt is one of the cities that might get the game. And um, Munich was another one, and um, they had you know the World League of Football, and the biggest markets and for them were Germany. It's interesting they're doing that. The Seahawks played in Germany this year or last year, one of the two. I can't remember. But I'm why? going, so I'm definitely going. You are? Oh, really? Oh, my. Yeah. It's October. You know, I mean, come on. You're going to be in fall in Germany? That's go to see. Even if I don't get a ticket to the game, I'm still going to go and going to get wasted with Patriots fans and German Patriots That's fans, funny. you know, yeah. yeah. Sure, that'd be a party. Although you're taking a seat away from a German. They're the ones supposed to be going to watch these games. But Well, but, either that or, or American military, because those, those those are the folks that go to a lot of those American football games, yeah, too. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, did the, the Seahawks played in Germany? I know they did, like, Britain or whatever, but... London, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, was it exactly- London? I thought it was... I thought they played in Germany. 
Bruski, I know London's done hosted a few games now over these last several years. I didn't know they'd expanded further into Europe. So here, oh no, they, yeah, they've been they've been doing um, games in Germany for a while. Okay, all right, well, cool. Well, because they actually had for a while. Let's see, they had the Frankfurt Galaxy, Berlin Thunder, Rheinfire, and um, Hamburg Sea Devils. So there were four teams in uh, the world NFL uh, World League, actually. Yeah, but I'm talking about American teams going abroad to play. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Munich was. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, sorry. Where's our Hey Brewski thing? Come on. Tremendous play by Brewski. Oh, not yet. Brewski's computing. Computing, computing, computing. Brewski's computing. Yeah, they're going to play at least four games in Germany and have for the past five years since twenty the, going into 2025. Okay, right on. Well, cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, speaking of football. Yes. Do you have any uh, comments on the uh, Super Bowl from this uh, past Sunday? I have a lot. Yeah, what were you doing? Uh, paint the picture for us, dude. Uh, you were sitting on the couch. Kids or no kids? I hired a French maid to clean while I sat there watching <laughs> my football game. But, uh, I had no kids, uh, which I've managed to pull off on every Super Bowl since my divorce. Wow. Pre-divorce, I was always at either a family function for the Super Bowl or some sort of you know radio station event or at a casino or something. Sure. Now my uh, my new Super Bowl tradition is to get shit face drunk and just sit home alone <laughs> and watch the game. And Although so two years ago, I'll did. tell you, the Hindenburg tried to get in a fight with me during the Super Bowl. Oh, and I, was, I was so giggly drunk, I just kept laughing and like, like just stop. I'm watching the game. <laughs> she got so pissed off. She got like, pissed. Yeah, that can either go uh, <laughs> that can either go either way. You know, she could finally laugh a little bit, or she could get pissed off. She never laughed, but she gave up eventually because I just kept giggling and everything she was trying to say to me <laughs> some waste was it not football or non-football related oh it was non-football oh okay yeah who even knows i can't remember just, okay but it was just like i've watched it again but then the, I, i'm a giggly goofy drunk so arguing with me while wasted is just a comedic uh waste of time so not to get off topic but you'll steve especially find this funny i believe yeah. uh my wife, Rachel, was telling me a story about her ex-husband at one point and that they were in this huge fight and that he went outside and she locked the door to the house, oh. right? So he couldn't get back in. <laughs> yeah. They had a balcony upstairs in their bedroom and she was just in her bedroom doing something and all of a sudden he had climbed up on the balcony and came in the house and like scared her oh. and there she is and he's just starts singing spider-man spider-man <laughs> spider can and she thought it was so funny that she was instantaneously not mad anymore That's so funny. yeah it could go yeah. either way by the way yeah. that is a gottman technique the seven tips to a successful marriage is to try to diffuse an argument with humor really? i tried it once or twice with the hindenburg and guess what it blew up in my face it didn't diffuse anything. <laughs> yeah, it works about as well sometimes as saying, like, boy, you're really emotional today, honey. Right. You sound just like your mother. What's going on here? <laughs> did, did you say something? Right. Yeah. You know, Jen used to get pissed when I was driving uh, a lot of times because she said I was driving too fast or too aggressive and everything. And I, and I would say to her, you know what, why don't you just lay back and go to sleep for a little while? <laughs> A.K.A. shut your fucking mouth. And she would, she would get even more pissed. Like, no, I'm not going to 
Let us go to sleep. What, so you can drive him more like a crazy man? You know? And so, yeah. It's risky. Well, you didn't have to mess around at all this Super Bowl with anyone. It was just you, your thoughts, your yeah. alcohol, yeah. your marijuana. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I was heavily partaking in all. I was doing my uh, tequila sunrise, just a shot of tequila with a shot of orange juice mixed together. And nice. Had several of those. So, yeah, that progressed over the evening. Um, I mean, first of all, I had major technical problems. I've cut the cord at my house. I don't have cable oh. anymore. So I did a little research as to where can I stream the Super Bowl, and boy, did I get misled. Uh, wrong app or people just saying the wrong thing? What? There's a few apps you can do it on, but essentially you're looking for whatever TV network has it, which this year was Fox. So I Googled and um, found out that Hulu has Fox on it, and I have Disney already, and you can bundle the two together for only a couple extra bucks and add Hulu. Right. So I did that. And so my Sunday got way behind. So it was like 3.20, which on the West Coast, 3.30 is when the game started. So I'm just getting like Hulu signed up and all that. I got it activated. I go downstairs and I turn it on and I go to Hulu. I found Fox, but it's not live. It's all the Fox, you know, on-demand stuff. Oh, jeez. So then I Google, how do you do live TV on Hulu? And there's an option for 70 fucking dollars a month to have live TV on Hulu. It's basically cable at that point. Yeah, right. pretty much, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So then I start freaking out, like, what well, oh, Sling has about, I want to sign up for Sling. And then I, I ended up texting my ex-wife, because I know she streams everything nowadays. She explained, you have to download the Fox Sports app, and then you have to log into Fox Sports through your Hulu account, and then you can watch the whole fucking thing on the Fox Sports. So, wow. So you uh, got on late. I did. I missed, uh, I mean, I literally, as they were kicking off, is when I finally got onto the game. So I missed all of the the anthems and all the shit leading up to it, which I don't super care about. But Chris Stapleton, I mean, uh, laid it down with the guitar. Yeah, I didn't think there was going to be controversy with the fucking national anthems, but are you guys aware of the controversy? No. I am. Are you talking about uh, Lift Every Voice? The black national anthem. How dare we? Yes. Okay, I know. I know. What happened? Do you Go want ahead. to explain, Steve? Do you well, want to explain? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I didn't even know this was a thing. There's a song. What is it called? Lift Your Wings it's, Up? It's, it's called No, Lift Every Voice and Sing. It was actually written in 1900. Yes, um, it's old. It's by, by James Walden James James Johnson, and his, his brother actually set it to music. And it was it's a hymn. From Primarily, it was a hymn. And then... Um, we prefer it to be gender neutral. It doesn't have to be a hymn. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. So so anyway, in in 1919, that's when the NAACP, you know, adopted it as what they would call, and this is their words, not mine. Quote the Negro National Anthem. End quote. Yeah. Because it's about about lifting people, you know, out of all of the struggle and and that sort of thing. And it's a beautiful song. Yeah, and when you think about how many African American players there are in the National Football League, right. what, 70, 80 <laughs> percent? Like, is it that what? low? I thought it was higher than that actually. And, and I'm just I'm just guessing, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, when people were complaining about that it, that it's divisive and that sort of thing. Bite me. You know, Let they me say hear what it sounds like, dude. Go to perform lift every voice and sing. Please welcome Washington State residents. Oh, you if you have a utility man. meter so, like this so, on the side of your house, is that a commercial? you commercial. The National Football League welcomes you to the Apple Music Super Bowl 57 oh, Come on, dude. I think you went too Never far. mind. To perform, lift oh, every is. voice and sing. 
Please welcome Emmy Award winner, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Lift every voice I see Till earth and hell All right. No, well, here, this is not meant to be respect, disrespectful. I'm just wondering what it is. So they want to be able, uh, or some people want to play that as our national anthem or no. with our national anthem, what? It was, they did America the Beautiful, they did that one, and then they did the national anthem. So it was sort of a mix of American songs, and this was the first time they included that one in the Super Bowl. And yes, okay. it's the unofficial or the official, whatever you want to call it, black national anthem per se. I don't know who dubbed it that, but you know, it pissed off a whole bunch of conservatives. There's only one national anthem. We don't need to be hearing oh, the black national anthem out there. They don't care that we did America the Beautiful. They don't care, by the way, that Chris Stapleton changed our national anthem like so many artists do. They do their own take on it. Like, yeah, you know, they're only right. purist when it, you know, suits their political talking points. So, yeah, I mean, and that's a huge problem. First of all, what's the problem with playing the national anthem, uh, playing these other uh, songs that mean something to a large population of our country? What's the deal? dude? There shouldn't be a problem with that. No, no there shouldn't be. Uh, and did you did did you not enjoy it? I mean, uh the feeling is not for just black people, right? Like I can enjoy it too. Yes. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, the Mr. Askew from the NAACP has said that it's evident in our actions as an organization here in America, it's evidence that we're about inclusion, not exclusion. Right. To claim that we as African Americans want to form a confederation or separate ourselves from white people because of one song is baffling to me. And yeah. that's what it's about. It's about inclusion and bringing everyone together. It's fake indignation on yeah. behalf of idiots like Lauren Boebert that, you know, got all pissed off about it. But again, bite me. Uh, Stapleton, who I will stand by my vow, is not a country music artist. You guys don't deserve him. He is a southern blues rock artist. And yeah. uh, he did a great job. But like so many people, he did his own twists on things. And if you're going to be a purist, then you shouldn't be changing the national anthem. But no one has a problem with that. But they just have a problem when the African-Americans want an entirely separate song song at an entirely separate time it, it, it'd be one thing if they replaced the national anthem with the others one but sure, sure. so you also yeah. shouldn't be wearing uh, american flag boxer shorts and you somehow are okay with that right? no because that's that's a violation of u.s flag code right which, which says that you are not to wear the flag as apparel yeah. right so yeah. stop it already so yeah, I missed all that live, but that was the uh, the controversy to start it all off with. So. Well, and let's let's keep in mind that also, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene also backed up the Bo the Bober thing with with that whole you know fake outrage over lift every voice and saying, and at the same at the same time over the weekend she was at uh, a conference where she said, and this is a direct quote, black and Hispanic men choose being in gangs and dealing drugs over education. <laughs> <laughs> so are we really surprised that these are the people that are complaining about this? No, no I'm not surprised at all. It's just sad, but yeah, no, not surprised. Yeah, I mean, it gets to the point where you don't even know what to say, dude, because you're so stupid, racist, evil, angry. Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
I can't. I can't get past the. Uh, I, I know we're talking the Super Bowl here, but yeah. I can't cannot get past the Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, statement that she made after the State of the Union the oh. you know, last week. Like, get off was, my lawn, kids! It was <laughs> insane, dude. I mean, it was so insane, and I just kept thinking to myself. She kept saying, "Like we are for freedom," unlike you know the idiot left. I'm like, uh, you were just asked a couple of days ago if you are wanting to shut down abortion in its entirety. Doesn't matter if you're raped. Doesn't matter if it's incest. And she's like, yep, I want to. Yeah, because I'm pro-freedom. <laughs> yeah, you want freedom, dude. You want your freedom. Exactly. She, want, the, she wants to just pander to, to the base. That's all she's doing. It's always hypocrisy. It's like, I want religion in schools. Oh, which religion? Well, mine, obviously. <laughs> Mine's the right one. You know. yeah, of course. Not, not nobody else's. People are always going to get pissed off, I guess, but it just seems to be so bad right now. We've got Chinese balloons everywhere, and you know how. By the way, how 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 soon before that becomes somebody's band's name? Chinese (laughs) spy balloon. I think it's a great band name, Ruski. You're right. Chinese spy balloon. Right now, so yeah. Chinese spy balloon. Uh, what we've taken down, and we don't even know now if there are uh, these most recent. We've taken down four or five more. Well, we're jumping topics now, but yes, I have an article are. here. About, okay. So, oh, well, that, now you brought it up. I now I brought it up. Chinese spy balloons, five. Now we're just calling them objects, though, Steve. So be well, careful. but here's the funny thing. Uh, U.S. general doesn't rule out aliens after military shoots down unidentified objects. Uh, the U.S. military shot down another unidentified object on Sunday, the fourth such downing in eight days. Fourth time, yeah. week, basically. And so far, no explanation. At least one high-ranking official won't rule out the possibility that they could be extraterrestrial in origin. And Marjorie Taylor Greene strikes again. <laughs> this is a real general. General Glenn Valhek, commander of NORAD, said, yeah. quote, I'll let the intel community and the counterintelligence community figure that out, but I haven't ruled out anything at this point. I know there have been questions and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. But again, we're not going to rule anything out at this point. <laughs> Why are you shooting them if you think that there could, could be aliens? Right. What are you starting Star Wars here? here I mean, Jesus. Well, we had a good run, you know. I mean, <laughs> yes, you're right. We did. Oh, I've seen people collecting the matter in the ocean, though. They, I mean, these are balloons, dude. Well, we know the first one is a balloon. They're saying these other ones that they've been much smaller, and they're not willing to say it's a balloon because they don't know for sure. That's but I saw technology. it. Dude. I mean, I saw it. I saw it. You saw the big down. famous one. No, dude. I saw. You've it. seen these, all eight of these, or whatever it is. I haven't seen them? all eight of them, but I've seen one of the newest ones. It's yeah. see, you know, it's small, and but they shot him. That is true. They're just saying that these other ones have not been so obviously balloons, you know, not big around like that. So yeah. maybe there's some helium technology behind it. It's like we're spying in the 1800s. You know, we're sending zeppelins around. Seriously, <laughs> dude. Well, it's craziness. But. Was there anything in the press release where they talked about how the Goodyear company was uh, reluctant to allow the Snoopy 2 to go over uh, the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, a bunch of rednecks shooting it down there. Yeah, probably. So yeah, That's funny. All right, but thanks for bringing it back to the Super Bowl. Um, yes. Yeah. How, you know, where were you guys? What were you guys up to for Super Bowl watching? I was a half an hour late. For some reason, I, I, I have no idea why. I thought it started at 4 o'clock, and uh, I was at the store collecting 
food items to make for the Super Bowl. Yes. I was a half an hour late, which, whatever. I wasn't well, stoked though. to it. The best commercials are always in the first 30 minutes. So. I wasn't so excited, dude, to be honest uh, with you. I mean, I was going to watch it, obviously, but I, I didn't have any urgency. Like, wow, today's Super Bowl Sunday. Right. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't get excited about the commercials. I could Is it kill. weird for you to watch a Super Bowl without Tom Brady in it? Because he's been in ninety percent of them <laughs> for our no, not, not, no, it's 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 not. You know, I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. I was working yesterday, mm-hmm. so I but I was listening to it on the radio. Um, good for you. That's good. But um, I'm being serious. Well, yeah, good for promoting radio. It's good. Well, but the other thing too is, is I mean, I I always listen to to sports on the radio. I'm I'm just geeky that way about sports and radio, and um, we appreciate it. You know, Nothing so, geeky about it, dude. I love that. Well, I know people who are big sports fans, and they're like, they're like, you know, Brewski, I, I can't listen to the game on the radio. I can't picture it. But I can. Yeah. And you I, have it, no imagination if you cannot, dude. Well, then if you had the option to of watching on TV, you wouldn't listen to it. You were out working. That was why, right? Uh, well, I might have in the old well, – if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl – I will watch it, but I'll also listen to the home broadcast on my radio. Mm. Okay. I watch the Mariners um, on, uh, or I listen to the Mariners on radio, even if I have the option to watch. I'd rather listen sometimes. Like you mute the TV and have the radio on? Yeah. No TV. I lay. I just lay, I have a room that I just lay on the couch and turn the radio on and listen to Well, them. you're lucky. You have Aaron Goldsmith calling, calling Mariner games, and he is so good. And I and I really wanted the Red Sox to hire him because he was their play-by-play announcer for their AAA club before the uh, before the Mariners hired him away. He's good. And he's it, no knee house, but he's good. Oh, he's so solid. I love I love that. When guy. you're listening to this, like the Super Bowl, not regular games, are you hearing the TV commercials, the halftime nope. show, all that stuff, or no? Nope, because I I, oh. I listen I listen to the national broadcast on Westwood One, so I'm not listening to Fox or anything like that. So, so you didn't get to see or hear any of the commercials or anything else besides the game. I, I wouldn't care about the commercials anyway. Sure, sure, I know. I know yeah, the that's... sports purists do not. But no, no, no. I just say well, get the discussion, though. Oh my god! I, let me tell you something. I once did a Super Bowl party at a bar in Boston. This is when I worked for a rock station here, and. You doing the you, you don't talk during the game, obviously, right? So as soon as it went to commercial break, we'd be like, "Hey, we're here from F and X, and we're doing this and that. We got prizes and everything." And people and, are pissed. Oh my God, they're coming at us! We are here to watch the commercials. We don't care about the game. Don't talk during the commercials. See, now and, I have a hard time with the Super Bowl because I care about it all. I don't know when to go to the bathroom. I don't want to miss the game. I don't want to miss the commercials. I don't, I don't, I don't want to miss two anything. liter bottle time, dude. I mean, let's get serious about <laughs> right. little trucker lemonade. That's all. Yeah, that's right. yeah, no, that's probably a good idea actually. So, so what? Yeah. You're all you love the commercials, Stephen. Uh, listen, I'm into the whole pop culture experience of the Super Bowl. Sure, uh, the commercials, the halftime show, obviously the game. I mean, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to absorb it all. Any sure. uh, commercials stand out for you? Uh, yeah. Um, First of all, though, let's talk about the actual game. Oh, there was a game. There was. And is it not the goal of every Super Bowl just to make sure it's entertaining? Not some blowout or not some low-scoring game. Like, you want a good game, right? It was a good game, dude. Yeah, I mean, very it was good game. A, It was a very good game that didn't get boring and one-sided. It was back and forth, and yeah, it was a great game. Absolutely. High scoring, each team driving up and down, some dramatic plays. I yeah. Heard 
a million men mansplaining at the end why they didn't score a touchdown, <laughs> why they fell on the one yard line. Like, I, yeah, well, I'll tell you what though. Let me tell you, a, honey. I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, but, but I will say this though: if you think about it, when you're if you're Jarek McKinnon, what, you don't know the next time you're going to be in a Super Bowl, let right. alone being able to score a touchdown in a exactly. Super Bowl. That takes to, a lot of restraint, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you want to get in there, you want to score a touchdown in sure. the Super Bowl, and but he kept his mind about him, and not a lot of players will do that. No, it's tough. And Very they, unselfish. They, go ahead and mansplain why they didn't want to score a touchdown with a minute and a half left. Well, because, because then they just kick the extra point, and then there'd be a shit ton of time left for for the Eagles to get the ball back and drive down the field. At least if they're on the one, they they can take their time, you know, let the clock bleed down, and yep. and so yeah, that's why. Tremendous play by Bruski. There's always a lot of pressure on that poor kicker. I can't imagine. Like, they put the entire game onto you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky, dude. You get to relax for most of the game. Yeah, slacker. Oh, but but he but he missed the kick earlier in the game. Missed a field goal, a forty-two yarder, which for him is normally like no problem whatsoever. And but then when he misses it, and then you're like, Butker, this is the one kick you better not miss. You know. And he when the one he missed was a almost comedic. It sounded like a radio sound effect. The thud <laughs> when it hit the upright. Well, that got free pizza for everybody, by the way. Oh, was that a oh, thing? Oh, it was one of those dealy boxes. Yeah, it was a Papa John's thing where if there was a kick that was missed, <laughs> then, then you then there was free pizza. Just missed or it had to hit the upright? Uh, that I'd have to look into. But yeah. I know that it was like a, a like a missed kick or something like that. I think it probably would have to be like, like donked. Because you know they don't want to give away free pizza. So they, they make it something really hard to happen. Yeah. Uh, he, I'll tell you, it's probably harder to hit the upright than it is to get between them, technically. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's yeah. some point, that. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah, no, the game I thought was phenomenal. It was, it was super entertaining and uh, all the way through, um, uh, all the way up to the end of the, you know, the clock running down, literally. So. You lost the game, right? Isn't that how we uh, picked the game? Bruski and I were both Chiefs and you were Eagles? I did. I, I, I created a win-win situation for myself. Because I did not want the Eagles to win, but I just felt like they were going to. And this all stems back to the dating game we've been playing. Sure. Where in the fall, I was interested in a woman who was a big Eagles fan. So I started watching Eagles games so I could relate to her. And I just thought back then, like, damn, these guys are on fucking fire. Like, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to win. I just felt the momentum was behind them. But since the things didn't work out with that woman, I was like, fuck the Eagles. Let them lose. <laughs> so I was Well, happy. so, you know, obviously they had a great defense that was, like, all world, you know. This past season, they had 70 sacks, which is only five short of like the all-time record. And so this is the football geekery that's going to come out real quick. Sure. So quarterback pressures is a stat that that people talk about. How often are they getting pressure on the quarterback? One of every three times they pressure the quarterback, they got a sack. Yesterday, they had seven pressures on Patrick Mahomes, not one sack. Uh, yeah. But it, the defense did not play up to what what they normally could have. And here's the other thing. They had no tackles. Well, they, they had one tackle for loss. And the only reason why they got credited for that was because Mahomes was scrambling and he ran out of bounds a yard before the line of scrimmage. So even though they didn't actually touch him or tackle him, because it was behind the line of scrimmage, he lost the yard. They get credited for a tackle for loss when they didn't even do the damn thing in the first place. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. So, but it's, it's the defense just didn't help them out. Now, I really wish Jalen Hurts 
played for a different team other than the Eagles because yeah. he's such a good guy. I mean, you go back to his days at Alabama when he he was replaced and a really and put in a really tough spot. He had to watch his replacement win the national title, and he was always really really rock solid about it. You know, you and he's cold. such a what you got cut cold. Uh, no, you, you know what it was. Watch, right? No, nothing. It's not. It's not that. <laughs> you have to sit back and watch someone else score. I think that's literally the definition. <laughs> anyway, he's just a real. He's just a solid dude, and I wish he he played for a different team because I can't stand any Philadelphia sports team or their troglodyte fans, knuckle draggers that they are. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> so happy that they lost. Yeah, that's good. Except for one, and Nick knows. Nick knows some Kevin Shockey. Oh yeah, he, he's a he, he's a Philly sports fan. Philly we worked with him in Seattle at KJR, and he's no. a good dude. But the rest of you, you can suck it. That's right. Were you guys picking the Chiefs because you hate the Eagles, or you actually thought they were going to win? Why did you guys both pick the Chiefs? Nick, you go. I've already yapped up. Oh uh, yeah, I just thought uh, based on what I had seen that the Chiefs were going to win, and I always kind of root for the underdog. Well, there you go. See, I, I thought it, as long as Patrick Mahomes had the ball within, with even less than five minutes to go in a game, you don't count that guy out. You can't. He, I mean, he's he, unbelievable. He, he, you just, you know, and everybody knows he took the needle. I don't know if he took the needle before the game or at halftime, but he took the needle because. You're not talking steroids. No, I'm talking about they shot up his ankle. Yeah, so, they had to, though. I mean, that's... No, but, but I mean, sometimes you can play through it in the first half, and then you might need it in the second half. But I don't, it only lasts two and a half hours. When yeah, you, based when, on, when, yeah, that's right. Based on everything that I was seeing, that uh, everyone said that he looked like he was in much more pain this time around than he was the first time, that it hadn't healed at all. No, and, and a high ankle sprain, that is like what he has, that's something that will just linger and linger and linger and take forever to heal. Where's your high ankle? Is it just below your calf? Yes, exactly. So it, it basically goes up from your actual ankle itself and then up to just below your calf there, and, and you'll feel weakness. You'll feel splintering. Yeah, and you have to put weight on that for the most part. Like, you can't limp around, right? Yeah, I, I had a co-worker for a while whose son uh, played receiver for the Huskies. Mm. And he said that his son has had a knee injury. His son has had all sorts of injuries. But the worst injury, especially for someone that has to run and cut, the worst injury was a high ankle sprain mm. because – it just it just sticks around. It just doesn't go away, and it takes forever for it to heal. And it really affects how you play the game. Well, I would have said ripped scrotum personally, but high ankle sounds terrible too. Ripped scrotum. Hey, you don't have many nerves in your scrotum, dude. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, I was I was I, I figured Mahomes would would pull it out as long as the game was. If he got the ball back with like five or so minutes. They were going to score, and they were going to win the game. Yeah. Well, Yeah. congratulations. Yeah. You guys it'll are be, both the official winners. It'll be written about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two right. Super Bowl wins in, how old is he, 23? Yeah. No, 25. Oh, 25. All right. Yeah. 23 was his first Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Because he's been playing, he's been, yeah, so four or five years. He was like 20, 21 when he was drafted out of Texas Tech. Cool. There we go. All right. All well, right. So there's our nerdy game talk. Now can we talk pop culture? Yes. Sure. 
All right. Uh, Bruce, I don't know if you've seen any of these commercials in hindsight or not, but uh, otherwise, um, Nick, what were your what were your standouts? What did you love or hate? Do you have any thoughts? I have a list of things that I... By the way, I wrote these throughout the game, obviously, and I got progressively drunker <laughs> throughout the game. So Could some you, of my... Right. I have not gone back to edit these notes, so I'm curious at some point... How do they look? Do they, do they look legible or they get longer the further into the game they go my first few oh. like one two words then i have sentences going here <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh bad. the two commercials that i'll comment on first of all favorite was uh i think it was it was for women's nfl and i can't i don't know who the woman was but she was a, a flag football player and uh she was standing there with someone uh being interviewed and they tried to take her flags and oh, she started yeah. running and then she got finally made it home to her mom's house and her mom gave her a hug and she tried to take her flags it was a it was for women's nfl did you see it <laughs> i must have been taking a leak during that one because that doesn't ring a bell at all it was a great commercial i mean or it was it late was, in the game when i was pretty out to- it was tony, late in the game okay her name is tony harris She's what, what is this women's flag football thing about i don't get it because i saw it on tv a week ago and i i I'd rather go watch a high school football game. I mean, flag football, really? Oh, flag football is great, dude. I don't care if, if it's you... women or whatever. Flag football? I mean, flag football is great, dude. Well, they're actually now, flag football is now replacing, in some places, uh, Pop Warner. Yeah. Uh, because because they say that kids shouldn't be playing tackle until they're at least teenagers. Yeah. And so, you get, if you're doing it to not have injuries, I, I guess, but it's kind of like the WNBA. Like, it's just not as entertaining to watch. So, why am I watching flag football? Well, I think the, it's entertaining, dude. The, 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 the thing about the WNBA is that that's basketball, like, that's old style basketball with layups and a lot of passes and that sort of thing. I mean, there are some women that, that can dunk and, and that sort of thing, but, you know, it's definitely kind of old school basketball, you know? Yeah. I don't well, know. If you're loving flag football. Commercial. What? You're loving flag football? You find it fun? I, th- I find it fun to watch, yeah. I mean, imagine a game where you have to run down a field and 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 not be touched. I mean, you can't be touched. I like to see the patterns and the uh, – I, I don't know if that's an appropriate word anymore. I like to see them running trying to get out of it, dude. I like to watch women walk down a busy street in a major city and try not to get touched. That's it's pretty much the same concept, right? With someone trying they're, to touch them. Yeah, well, that, weave in stuff. Get your hands well, off me. Fuck. Well, with 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 flag <laughs> with flag football though too. I mean, you literally have to pull the flag off off the belt. Yeah, that's it, you know. Um, I was double. And also, I think I think because girls girls want to play football. Um, there are some girls that do, and there are some places that that offer tackle football for girls um and then there are also some girls like Susie Culver from espn who is gorgeous and knows football better than most men and she actually played tackle football against boys and uh when she's like around a little younger than me but um she's got it all dude she's got she does but but these days it's it's kind of tougher for girls to be able to play that and Mm -hmm. so that's why they're doing the whole flag football thing yeah Interesting. So, favorite commercial, flag football girl. What's her name? You don't remember. Uh, Tony Harris. Tony Harris, flag football. 
Yep. Was it entertaining? Why did you find it so... Why was it the best of all of the ads? Oh, it was very entertaining because she ran for maybe a couple of minutes, dude, and it was uh, superhero-esque stuff out on the street. I mean, people were shooting missiles she's at got, her. And, she's got moves. She, yeah, she she's can, got moves, dude. She, she yeah, can, it was she, fun to watch. And you know what, Steve? It was almost like... In, you're a Michigan person, so I'll, I'll tell you this. It was like watching Barry Sanders. Sure. When, like when, when Barry Sanders would put the moves on guys, like do that spin move and everything. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that that this woman does when when she's running with the ball. <laughs> well, unlike Barry Sanders, I hope she's on a team that can actually score a fucking touchdown and do something <laughs> worthwhile with, it, with Although, those skills. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, your your Lions next uh, the next year for Super Bowl, they're actually um, this the year. The, Fine. The top, no, the top, the top ten as far as betting wise um, odds. Yeah, they. Dan Campbell's got those guys turned around. I was. Well, I'll believe that when I see it. I'm surprised as all hell because so. he's such a effing meathead. But people always ask me why I'm not a Detroit Lions fan, and it's not that I'm not a fan, but just growing up there, there was, I mean, there was the Barry Sanders years where he was awesome, but they never won a fucking game. They just disappointed you year after year after year. It was not even like a bandwagon opportunity. It was just every year disappointment. So I was never like some huge fan. And then I moved to Seattle and I kind of adopted the Seahawks, but then I got married and had to adopt the Niners, disown the Seahawks. I got divorced. Now I have no team. Like... It's really complicated. Sports <laughs> things, but uh, you know, that's the truth. So, uh, all right, let's uh, relate this back to Boston. Did uh, what did you think of the Ben Affleck commercial? Well, I'm not. I guess we all knew. I mean, well, I got oh, okay. raped. I got raped, dude. Listen. listen. Oh, whoa, hey. my my least favorite, dude. I got to get the answer out of you guys because my least favorite was a commercial that they played. It seemed like every commercial break, and it was for a talk show that's going to be on Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Guilfoyle, did you see it over and over? Fucking name is. I saw it twice, and oh, is that a Kimberly Guilfoyle thing? Yes. Oh God. Oh, I mean, I hate God, the fucking guy. He's a douchebag. Um, there was a few ads of. You know, uh, Jesus was running ads, and so was Fox News, and I didn't want to see ads from either of them, quite frankly. Yeah. Actually, do you know who is? Um, front of the money for those jesus ads rupert murdoch no i don't no. actually know but i just the hobby lobby people no oh. yeah i know i know jesus. Uh, uh yeah so okay so yeah the guilfoyle thing certainly yeah i i don't even give it credit for being a super bowl ad it was on the fox network i assume they get some discount or something but sure i just noticed it played more than anything i seem to see it every break yeah, and it was not very good commercial either. So, no. uh, so yeah, I didn't like that one. I didn't like Jesus. Um, what else? Um, I thought Ben Affleck was funny in a sad sort of way because it seems so indicative of what that relationship apparently is with him and J-Lo. So if you haven't seen the ad, it was we all saw this on social media a few weeks ago. Ben Affleck, for some reason, was working at a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh-huh. And they were filming a commercial, and it was meant to be social media. It was meant to have people taking his picture and all that. But the end of the ad is J-Lo pulls up to place an order and basically, like, you know, demeans Ben Affleck in front of everyone, which seems to be what the relationship is. So I can't tell if they were embracing that or if she's just a bitch. Why do you say that it seems to be what the relationship is? Why do you say that? Well, we just saw the Oscar thing where they were, Affleck looked all bored out of his mind, and uh, she seemed to be kind of, you know, chewing on on his ear and he just looked like the typical bored husband ignoring his wife next to him 
Mm. And we've seen a few stories. There was uh, one where he was on the cover of some, you know, Hollywood's top three henpecked husbands, and uh, Ben Affleck was there one of them. was? Yeah. Dax Shepard was the other one. And, um, oh, his his uh, voice annoys artist. me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they were playing into that or what, but it really made J-Lo seem like a total bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there was that. Um, I thought the Ben Stiller ad was really good. Um, ben Stiller's funny. He brought back Zoolander. That was fun. Yeah, I, I didn't go- see the Ben Stiller ad. Yeah, for the Pepsi, whatever it was, you know. Mm. I, I have a commercial question because I didn't. I haven't seen any except I saw bits of this one. Why are they bringing those guys from Scrubs back? Yes, uh, I mean, like, but 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 I I don't get that. Like that show ended how long ago? Yeah. Like. To- do people still like that? Uh, watch that? It. It's got a cult following for sure. Really? It, it definitely does, but I don't know if the mainstream still gets the joke per se. But those two have sort of an Abbott and Costello comedic vibe I, together. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, you're right. It was a weird... You either got it that they had some history or it was just two dudes together for some reason that you probably haven't seen on TV in 10 plus years. So People love Zach Raff. Yeah, yeah. I'm inclined. I like him. I like him a whole bunch. Uh, he did a great movie after Scrubs called Garden State. Garden State. I love. Yeah, it. Garden State. Sure. Yeah. And Chips, of course, right? Yes. No I never watched Chips, dude. I never watched Chips. It's a good no. bad movie. I, I find no. it fun for it being not good. And he's a super crossroads. Is it a Tango and Cash bad movie? That no, you enjoy well, watching? no, Tango and Cash is better. Yeah, it's, that that's that's a high bar. I mean, it's a comedy, so it's clearly a comedy. It's just not that great, but it's kind of good-bad in a way. But Yeah, and they sang with John Travolta, another like reference to the fucking 50s or whatever. Right, know? right. Well, 70s, because I yeah. saw they were singing for a song from Greece yeah. for T-Mobile. Yeah, exactly. And I have that yes, T-Mobile home cell, by the way. It's how we broadcast this fine episode. So if T-Mobile would like to call us, have at it. Really, you, you don't you don't get people going by and and pulling your signal down or anything like that. There's no I'm one to go by. I was gonna say I kind of live on the top of a mountain, so I don't. Well, have, to, uh, no, have you ever seen that spot where they're talking about the T-Mobile internet? Yes. And I, and I love when they're saying we're trying to work here, and those old ladies are like, "We're working it, baby. Yeah, we're working it." Or on the phone. There you go. So I have, door, Nick. Go I have a game yeah. question. I have a game question for Steve. Sure. Have you ever been to Kalamazoo? Yeah, sure. It's the home of uh, Kellogg's, of course, obviously. Western Michigan University, that's where Sky Moore, he's a receiver for the Chiefs, went to school, and he scored a touchdown yesterday. I partied there once. Okay. That's my extent of my Kalamazoo knowledge. No, good. I I just, uh, you know. What are you doing on your computer? I don't know. You know what? It's uh, it's, uh, updating like crazy here. Is it a notification? Is it, but if it's a notification, I was going to say, you have to shut that particular notification off. Even if you mute it, it'll still play it because you haven't shut off that notification. It's muted now. Let's see if it works, Bruski. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Bradley Cooper and his midget mom? I didn't see that either. What are you talking about? He had they a midget did. mom or uh, really? a small person mom? It's a funny commercial. It was Bradley Cooper and his mom attempting, and I'm sure this was part of the shtick, but it was them attempting to film a commercial. And it was basically his mom constantly kind of demeaning him. Stand up straight. You're not conveying the right emotions. And he, come on, mom, remember the line. It was a funny bit, but I, I don't think she's technically a midget, but either he's much can't taller say than that I word thought. Anymore, Steve. Well, I can't. Either he's much taller than I thought, or she's really fucking short. Well, you know why he is in that, that T-Mobile commercial in particular? No. 
because he's an Eagles fan. He grew up in Philadelphia. That's why T-Mobile probably hired him because mm. he hasn't done anything recently that you can think of. I got you. Yeah. But but they put him in that commercial because he and he's a, he's a like out front like everybody knows he's an Eagles fan. I got you. Listen, yeah. I'm not trying to demean his sweet mother, but she was really short. Is my point? Like the two of them next to each other, she <laughs> came up to about his waist. I mean, it was it was a weird juxtaposed. Wow. And I wonder how does your son so tall if you're so short? Is the father like insanely tall and they split the difference? I, I don't know. Sometimes well, people just get it, dude. Sometimes people just get tall and both parents are short. Yeah. Well, technically he's 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 only 6'1". So, I mean, oh, that's so not, Yeah. Yeah, that's not outrageously tall. It's interesting. Um, what else? Uh, I love the Google Pixel commercials. Their entire angle is that you can edit photos, but the angle they took was you can edit your ex out of photos. <laughs> yes. I thought that was a very passive-aggressive marketing campaign. <laughs> Hitting the uh, younger demo, I suppose. Yes. And they had Amy Schumer doing that one, and you know we know she has a lot of exes, so that was fun. Yes. But yeah, I got it. that was a little brutal. <laughs> I think it's great, dude. I don't want them in my picture. Uh, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Now I can take them out. That's fantastic. It's fair. But are you just deluding yourself? Like, you spent Christmas well, with that person. Why did you just take them out of the picture? Well, can't you... you... Go ahead, I'm sorry. If you have a uh, picture up on the ski slopes with your children and your exes in there, and it's a great picture, you wouldn't like to be able to just get the Hindenburg out of it? It's a tough one, and I've literally been dealing with this problem because I had to go through Facebook and scrub some pictures that I just simply don't want there anymore, but some of them were like Christmas, and it's a family picture with the four of us. Like, I don't want to delete my Christmas picture with my kids, and she was there in reality, so could I edit her out? I guess, but it just seems so passive-aggressive and weird to literally back to the future it and to vanish somebody from a picture <laughs> the world we live in i've got old pictures that have heather in them yeah that i you know i have no reason to take them out because we remain friends and she's in yeah, the picture right. but with somebody that you don't that you hate because they are, were yeah, a terrible yeah. person you who I mean, are you fooling on. you're gonna always know they were in that picture just so you well, can show someone well, else and not have him in it. Your kids don't have to look at it and remember it, though. Yeah. Well, here's here's a funny story for you. So when I was with the Jen, she had all these old photo albums of trips that she had taken, and it was pictures of, and a lot of pictures of it was her and this guy. I'm like, who the hell is that? And she's like, oh, that's my ex, Matthew. I'm like, okay, no problem. And she's like, you don't mind that I kept these pictures, do you? I'm like, well, I don't care, whatever. I mean, you dated someone for me. No big deal, right? Right, yeah. But she kept all the pictures. When she and I broke up, she got rid of every single picture that, that, that I was in with her and sent them and sent most of them to me in the mail. You, it was too painful for her to look at, dude. It made her sad, I'm sure. I don't know. I, 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 just, no, I, I just think that maybe, maybe my breakup, her breakup with me wasn't as... Uh, amicable i don't know but it, it's you kept matthew's pictures but yeah, that's, it, that's weird i, get I will say this dude that rachel has been married before me uh and i just found that out but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i never told you <laughs> yeah a brief chapter in her life <laughs> she uh we were moving at one point and saw a bunch of her wedding pictures from her first wedding and she was like, I think I'm just going to get rid of that. I, I'm going to get rid of those. I just hate, I don't want to see them. 
And I was like, eh, put them somewhere in a box because you never know what you might want to see again at some point in your life. And she right. was like, I'm just going to throw them away. So she did. Oh. And maybe a year later, she was like, those had so many pictures of my parents in there and just gonna everything say, else. Then like, your uncle dies and you realize right? you threw away pictures of him. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a tricky one. My ex did the same thing. She threw away her wedding photos and then started regretting. Like, gee, my uh, my grandpa was in there. <laughs> Who's not? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I still have, you know, a lot of pictures on my phone from my previous relationship that I just haven't had the mental energy to go through. But some of them clearly need to go away. But yeah, there's this tipping point of like, well, we all did do that event together. Like, who am I the way I look here? at it, dude, is that when you're taking pictures, you're preserving a memory that happened. So why would you get rid of the picture? I mean, it's it's still in your mind. Like, it's a memory that happened. Just keep nice. it. And if you don't want to look at it, put it in a box because perspective changes. You know, you might you might want it. What about the uh, Michael Scott where he photoshopped himself into his girlfriend's uh, family photo? Picture he took the husband out and put himself <laughs> Could I be taking Jesus Hindenburg out means. and putting uh, whoever the current person is in the place of all these old photos? <laughs> I, I think you should, dude. That'd be fantastic. It went well for Michael Scott. <laughs> right? Well, all right, Pixel. I guess that's uh, that's one way to get our business. So. Yeah. I, did, I did something kind of like that, but in a real old school way. This is back in 1990, 1991 with my first serious long-time girlfriend, Linda. And I'm a year older than she was. And I I had an awful senior prom. That story is just awful. And her senior prom was only so-so. So what I did was I took me and her, I took our senior prom pictures and I brought it to this guy and he actually made a painting and basically a little painting and basically was Linda and I as if we had gone to prom together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah see it's all creepy so i don't know yeah i was 19 you know the kind of things you did that you, you, you do at that time you know we're allowed to be creepy you were allowed to hold up a boom box outside some random woman's you know right bedroom. and this is before photoshop and all that sort of thing when when you actually had to pay someone to recreate something it's a lot of effort for sure that's my age yeah. <laughs> all right um let me uh let me keep going through some commercials here because there was one I found it funny, but we're all kind of music experts on this show to some extent, much more than the average Joe. But there's someone in this commercial, I'm just like, I don't know the fuck you are. So there was a commercial, I think it was for Workforce, where they were like, don't call everyone in the workplace a rock star. You know, Bob in accounting's a rock star. Sure. And, you know, Jane up front, you're a rock star. And so the, the bit of the commercial was there was a bunch of like basically 80s rock stars. It was Paul Stanley from Kiss. It was Billy Idol. It was Joan Jett. It was Ozzy Osbourne. And they were all showing up at these meetings saying, don't call everyone a rock star. You got to earn that right. But there was a black guy in the commercial. I have no idea who he was. What is an uh, 80s era black guitar player? I can only think of like Vernon Reed from Living Color. Like, who who was he? uh, Uh, I didn't know it was, I didn't know he was from an old, uh, from the 80s. I thought everyone else was 80s era. So, I mean, I guess he could be new, but that would, the whole shit was was all 70s and 80s, you know, rock stars. Okay, so I, I will tell you that I did look up that commercial. And it Hold says on, Nick, that, did you know who it was before before Brewski reads the answer? Uh, I I feel like I did. I feel like I did. I want to hear the answer. Okay. I don't want. Did you find it, Brewski? Yeah, his name was Ga- uh, Gary Clark Jr. Jr. Yeah, uh, that's I, who I, I thought it was. And he's not that? an old artist. He's uh, Gary Clark Jr. is a hell of a guitar player, dude. 
from what from the modern era and what yes the, he's, he's big right now but uh well that's uh, weird we played him on he's, only, he's only 38 that's i played weird. him on this on the station it's just gary clark is his own artist he's not gary clark jr that's just so random to me. Why would you throw in a somewhat obscure modern artist next to Paul Stanley, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Joan Jett, Billy Idol? Like that makes no sense. Uh, I think they were just more legends. They were rock stars, you know. Yeah, but if I've never heard of them, like how much of a legend can you be? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Steve. You've played him, dude. That's what I'm telling you. You've played him. You just haven't <laughs> paid attention to him. I have him on the station. We have a song by Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. No. Wait, when? What category is that? And I have never announced that. It's been a new. It was new music at some point. Really? Uh, yeah. That that boggles my brain. I, I mean, just, first of all, that still does not make you a rock star <laughs> next to Paul Stanley or whatever. But I do see there's a song from 2019 called "This Land" and one called "Pearl Cadillac," and it says. I feel bad see. for the guy because now you got people like me going. Who are you next to Ozzy Osbourne and? Uh, he doesn't care. You're looking him up. You're finding him. You know. He yeah. Care. I suppose so. The joke's on me. But yeah, sure. He does a uh, he does a great cover of "Come Together" by the Beatles. Okay, I know him from that then, because uh, okay. that was on the uh, Justice League soundtrack. But okay, yeah. Still, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> Justice League soundtrack, dude. It was that's, big. That's bad. I didn't find it as odd, but I will say that he stuck out from the others for sure. Well, I just felt stupid because I'm like, I know a lot about rock and roll and I don't want to sound ignorant or racist or anything else, but I don't no. know who this guy is. Like, <laughs> Okay. So that that's the only thing that threw me about that commercial, the whole concept. Uh, not everyone's a rock star. Like, it was funny. It was cool. But yeah, I didn't yes. know it was. So. Yeah. I like rock stars. You're such a rock star. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, uh, there was a good Sarah McLaughlin joke in there about- It was uh, funny. You know, she's become so synonymous with these adopted dog PSA. Oh my God, yeah. And they had a, a funny bit where she was in, you know, some uh, tent with a wild wolf and started singing about adopting the wolf. And, <laughs> you know, that's a funny. wild wolf, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Uh, I thought the uh, Brie, uh, Brie Larson and John Hamm thing with uh, with uh, Pete Davidson that was kind of funny. They were playing food. They were Brie and they were Ham and. Pete Davidson made a sandwich out of them, a Brie and Ham sandwich. So, uh, that was clever. Well, it was good, if, good someone's gonna do it, if someone would do it, it would be Pete Davidson. So Yes, and I'm still predicting him to die this year, so we'll see if that comes true or not. He's in your My bed. Deadpool. I'm <laughs> holding out for him. He's, um, he's going to be banging some new hot chick within six months, I'm telling you. Six minutes, I would assume. He's at yeah. uh, a rapid rate. So We're hoping that's what kills him. Not through disease, but like during the bang. We want him to go out in style. I didn't say I was hoping he would die. I just said I think he's going to. That's all. So. You Fine want him to, that. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, want um, you want him so to. Let me tell you one. Uh, I, I, I give him the high five credit for punking every conservative and Fox News on the planet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think so, no. The fucking M&Ms, man. They pranked oh, every conservative yes. on this planet, and they fell for it. Yes, and I didn't dude. know they were pranking them, but we found out last night they were. Yes, yeah. It was I announced don't... a few weeks back that the M&Ms were going to get rid of their new M&Ms because they were, you know, they were either gender-specific or gender-neutral or flamboyant. Yeah. And all the conservatives have been freaking out about these new M&Ms and how sexualized they are, how woke they are. Yeah, 
And so M&M's announced that they're going to put a pin in the M&M's. We're going to have Maya Rudolph be our new spokesman and no more M&M's. And Tucker Carlson did a whole segment on a show about how he won. He got M&M's to cave to him. And then we find out in the Super Bowl ad last night, it was all a joke. The M&M's haven't gone anywhere. No. Do you think if you're someone at Eminem Mars and when he said that whole thing, you sat back like this, like just like twisting your your evil mustache and saying, oh, we can't wait till the Super Bowl. We're going to show that fucker. It it was clever. Whatever marketing group came up with that, they played it perfectly because the conservatives took it hook, line, and sinker, and then they punked him last night. And it it kept on a a GoDaddy-sized company, or it was M and fucking M's, dude. Yeah. That's big. And the fact that it didn't get uh, leaked out and yep. they kept it under wraps, even yeah. better. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then it I was, was good. My, uh, I think my favorite ad also, in my opinion, was kind of punking conservatives. But even some of us down the middle, because this is a topic we've talked about. Uh, the premature electrification commercial. <laughs> Talking I about, I don't know that. if my... Oh, you've got to look it up. It was about electric vehicles. And it was everyone, it was a play on premature ejaculation, like a prescription to get for it. Premature electrification. And it was everyone like, I don't know if my truck's got the power to go all night long, or (laughs) it's going to come up short. I'm going to be embarrassed when I don't go the distance in my electric vehicle. That's hysterical, dude. Are you worried about premature electrification? You should check out the new line of, you know, Ram Tuffy. Like, it was really clever. Yeah. And it did a good job addressing the concerns of like, you know, these things actually do have more horsepower than a diesel and they do have like, it was good. It was very clever and yeah, yeah. the right for sure. So that's Kudos. funny. Yeah. I'll have to go watch it. I didn't see it. Then the only other one that gave me nightmares was the, uh, the rabbit holes one. Did you see that? This is every no. nightmare I have right now. I always talk <laughs> about therapeutically not going down rabbit holes. Right. But, you know, they're just, they're full of pitfalls for you. And, uh, you know, it's best not to go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And they had this commercial. I don't even know what the fuck it was advertising, but it was these creepy rabbits just stealing things and throwing them down rabbit holes. And I'm just like, that's my fucking nightmare right there. This creepy rabbit sneaking around everywhere, just <laughs> causing rabbit holes. It, was, it, was it a, had to be for a video game or something, huh? It was a spot for Tubi. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay. And, you know, Tubi's one of those TV streaming platforms. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I always say, you know, TV ads can be very clever, but often you don't know what they're advertising, and that's probably not a good thing. And there were several of those examples last night. I thought Will Ferrell's ad was great, but I don't know what it was advertising. You know? I don't either. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, Roll had a good commercial, too, for Crown Royal. Did you see that uh, one? Yeah, saw and, that one. And Brewski, he threw a challenge out for you that I'm assuming you know the answer to. Okay. The whole the whole Dave Grohl commercial was praising Canada. Because um, is that where Crown Royals from? I guess probably. Right. Yes. But he said that the Canadians invented football. Don't believe me? Look it up. So did Canadians invent football, Brewski? Hey, Brewski. Brewski's computing. 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 Brewski's computing. Well, I don't. I, I know that football came out of rugby. But I always thought that American football was, you know, created by Pop Warner. Mm, Dave Grohl says it was invented in Canada. But see, that's that's rugby football, and that that's that's rugby in 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 the eighteen sixties. The Canadian and, and, uh, and Canadian football is is different than American football. Their their field is ten yards wider and ten yards longer as well. Okay. 
Yeah. So I don't know. Is that the right? Is that where American football came from? Canadian rugby, basically. Is that? I don't uh, well, the, think the, so. It came from Pop Warner. Dude. Well, actually, the, the father really of American football, it would be Walter Camp. Was he Canadian? I don't know. No. I'm wondering where he's getting this. There has to be something out there on the internet. Well, they'll, 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 the they'll say they'll say that it came out of rugby, and if you look at a rugby ball, it looks yeah. similar to an NFL ball and that sort of yeah. thing. And if you want to say, I mean, if are the roots there? I mean, the roots in baseball are in cricket. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean. I trust Dave Grohl, so if yeah, he's, <laughs> that's where it came. Well, sure. I mean, come about on. football. I would assume if he filmed the whole commercial, somebody told them the stats behind it. Listen, Unless that was the he, point, was well, to to look it up and prove him wrong. Maybe that. But maybe. They, they, no. there, there was a game of American football that was played at McGill University in Montreal, but that was between McGill and Harvard. And then they say that Harvard then brought that game down to the states, and then that's where it got to be got kind of changed slightly into what we know today as actual American football. All right. Let's ask Surrey, dude. Okay. Siri, where was football invented? How's that going? So far, hey, Brewski's more impressive. (laughs) Impressive, dude. Oh, they just found a lot of stuff on it. Who invented football? Canadians. Interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, kudos, Crown Royal and Dave. Crow. I mean, that's the short of it. All right. Well, there you go. I, I had my faith in him, but yeah, that was good. Ad. It was good to see Dave out there. It's not true, Bruski. I just lied to him. See how easily he blew his <laughs> lie, dude. Well, okay. well, Nick, I, 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 I will say this in Steve's defense. If this, if this one person, Can I have faith that, in you, yes. yes. <laughs> well, that that I would, you, you would be the last person I would think that would lie to me. Right. Let's let's it's more be, of a commentary I mean, on you than me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I yeah. if you tell me something, unless it's like completely outlandish, then I'm inclined to to believe you. See, but uh, that's a fact. That's no, right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I think those are all my commercial comments. Um, I have other comments though. Are we uh, done with the commercials? Or I'm done with the commercials. I had two that really stuck out to me, but I like the list overall. Fine. It was fine, dude. It wasn't a year that I would say, "Oh, wow, those were great commercials." It was fine. Sure. Um, let, let's talk about the halftime show, and then I have some other comments too. I, I was taking a lot of notes last night. So, are they all worthy of discussion? <laughs> oh yeah. We well, we'll find out momentarily, out. won't we? we the shapeshifter. We can move the through the clear but uh, Rihanna Super Bowl halftime. The shapeshifter. Well, she is shapeshifting, as a matter of fact, because uh, I got a text from Dottie as soon as she walked out on stage, basically saying, "Whoa, Rihanna's pregnant," and I'm like, yes. "Is she?" Not even. Oh, yes, yeah. she is. She actually she is. is. And yeah. she, did, she did look it, too. Now, did they know she was pregnant when they decided to hoist her 500 feet up in the air? <laughs> I of mean, course, that seems like dude. a bad thing to do to a pregnant woman. She signed the release, dude, and she had a fall <laughs> cable on her. She was I fine. did see that. Yeah, but still, yeah. you want a pregnant woman dangling from the safety harness? I mean, she wanted it, dude. Come on. She was asking for it. <laughs> she's, getting, she's getting paid a lot of money for that. Jay-Z is compensating her well. Yes. Well, the big joke I saw immediately on the internet, she's dating ASAP Rocky, I guess. So yes. the joke yeah. was apparently he comes ASAP because Rihanna's pregnant. So. Again. <laughs> I mean, what's this, number six? Oh, really? See, so, yeah, I don't keep track of Rihanna's pregnancies. This is her sixth, though, huh? Something. I, I don't know. Yeah, somewhere. She's got a lot of kids, and they all happen quickly. Really? 
Interesting. First of all, I didn't think Rihanna was a good choice for the Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl should be as broad-based appealing as possible. And uh, eh, Rihanna, I don't know. Can, like, I know can she's I, of hits, but not to the masses. Can, oh, can yeah. I, I need to correct Nick on something. Please. Rihanna only has one child so far, and that's a baby boy she had with ASAP a- Rocky last yeah. May. Uh-huh. Last May, she had it quickly. Maybe that's what it was six months ago. Dude. But the, she had I thought, baby, six I thought, babies. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to say like she was she's pulling a Nick Cannon. No, you know? that's who I was thinking of though. Brewski, he's got another one on the way. He's got yeah, he's six got like, or seven of them. Doesn't no, he's he? got like fourteen kids. Holy mackerel! Six times two plus two. And, and they're all with different women. <laughs> yes. Share some with Rihanna, I would think. But uh, Rihanna, am I wrong dude, that yeah. Rihanna was a weird choice? I mean, no, she's broad are, based. Yes, you are wrong. You're wrong, dude. Okay. I mean, Why? Yeah, only because. How many Rihanna songs can you name? Rihanna is huge, dude. Rihanna is real big. How many can I name? Yeah. One. Exactly. I can name one of her the, songs, but the that doesn't mean song. she's not huge. She's not huge with us. Uh, no, but it's the Super Bowl. I mean, this is the biggest audience in the world, so that's why they always pick artists that have a broad appeal, not yeah. But, she's, but she, one. she, she really hits the the young demographic. Yes, dude, that's very what much saying. so. And but if that's you think not about the it, NFL demographic, but but the, but the thing about it is the Super Bowl transcends because you're going to get the hardcore football fans. I know, but, but they're but trying everyone to... over the age of thirty doesn't give a shit about Rihanna. Oh, Rachel loved the fact that it was Rihanna. And I think that, dude, if you think about it this way, say, you know what, you're going to a Super Bowl party with your children. All of these younger people are going to these Super Bowl parties, and they go for the commercials and the halftime show. Yeah, it's they don't care that you don't like it or that I don't like it. I don't think they did, but I'm just saying. Traditionally, you get a, a broad based appealing artist. I didn't think Rihanna was that, and. Listen, I'm not trying to rag on her per se, but I was not impressed musically with the performance. It was all muddled, mid-tempo shit that I it just I didn't find it entertaining. There was no cameos. They missed the opportunity to bring someone else out to play with her. Uh, the only song I know from Rihanna is Umbrella, which I actually think is a phenomenal pop song, and they played 15 seconds of it. I mean, it was near the end. It was a quick one chorus, and then they went on. Like, that's your most famous song. You can't even play half the song. And I expected everyone in the stands to have umbrellas or something. Like, it was such an opportunity that, I don't know, I was just unimpressed musically by it. Uh, well, people said that she was lip syncing and she was uh, doing the dance numbers, I will tell you. But when she sang in front of the band in her defense, yeah. she was singing. Yeah, and that's not uncommon. I mean, if no. you're dancing around like that, it's not uncommon. It's not a Millie Vanilli style no, thing, no. you know. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, dude. I just think that it wasn't for you, and I understand you want it to be broad, but just as much as like you would be stoked if the Stones were there or Coldplay was there, somebody like that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, your kids wouldn't be, or the younger people wouldn't be. So yeah, maybe it's would, one for them, one for you. I don't know. I, I guess so, but I just I don't know. It I think it's a, at least if it's Aerosmith, they're legends. You know, Rihanna is popular, but they're legends, dude. But again, they're not. I mean, your son's not going to be watching the Super Bowl and be like, "Oh, wow, the Stones." You know, you're, you're <laughs> never, you're never going to see the Stones or Aerosmith or any any big them. rock act be like the sole. Um, but we've had the Who. We've had. You're ne- but you're never going to see. We've had, but I mean, th- that's gone. They're never going to do that ever again. But because never, you're, 
Because Listen, I didn't people... think the weekend was a good choice either, but at least he has more hits, and it was a more entertaining show. Uh, I don't know. See, I just think the hip hop does... stuff last year, like that's a little narrow in a way. But we have so many years of hip hop history now, and it was such a broad Snoop, Dre, like they made it Eminem. I mean, they really. Well, it was just Rihanna. Well, keep in, just Rihanna songs. But keep in mind that, that that it's the Pepsi halftime show, and Pepsi is Apple actually. Uh, it is what's that? It was Apple Music this year. Yeah. Okay, but even so, that that's still aiming at a young audience. Pepsi yeah. was always aiming at a young audience, so they're they're, they're going to go with with artists that are going to appeal to a younger audience, not guys like you, me, and Nick or anything like that. I will say this, dude, that it's funny. I mean, you're not the only one that's been feeling this way. I was uh, going through Facebook yesterday and saw this guy that said, uh, I wish I had two more hands so I could give the halftime show four thumbs down. Hashtag weak, <laughs> hashtag not my gig. Yeah. And I'm looking on his comments and this guy comments, uh, seriously, I still don't get why the NFL didn't bring in like John Cougar. Ain't this America? Little pink houses. Football's old school and Rihanna's crowd is 18 to 30 and most watching would be 40 plus. Just my opinion. First of all, this is not a military parade, like where we're bringing Americana style rock and roll into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second off, I, I think we're, we're losing here. I mean, uh, uh, the younger people watching this game, the 30 and below or more than us, they Listen, spend if, the money. If the mentality is us old guys, quote unquote, I'm in my mid 40s. I don't know about you people, but uh, if the are almost 50, dude. <laughs> no, that's years away. Um, I guess they figure we're already watching. So they're trying to pull in the younger crowd with a younger halftime show. Is that the logic? I think so, dude. That's my just, that's my thought okay. on it. If I was producing the halftime show, I would just try to get a broad-based appeal or have, if it's Rihanna, there were so many opportunities for cameos to have I other artists have a jam with her or do a mix of Umbrella or something. like. And it just seemed like a missed opportunity. It was, it was just all very <laughs> muddled. Did, did the team, this is not on this particular Super Bowl, but do you remember the, the, not the Bruno Mars Super Bowl when he did the halftime show by himself, but mm -hmm. the one when they had the chili peppers with them, didn't that seem really forced? Like they, like they, they just jammed them in there and it, it just didn't seem like it really, like the two, it seemed like a, like a, yeah, a peanut, butter and banana, uh, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was not a great marriage, and I they were trying to do exactly what Steve's saying now. Sometimes it's done better than others. When everyone, like Snoop and everyone came out, was that two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. There was those, last year? No. those were big I, cameos, I think it was. dude. And they all fit in. You know what I mean? Yes. I thought that was a great halftime show. Yeah, there was a year Slash came out with someone. Like, you know, I just, I, I don't know. The visuals were cool. The red, the white, the floating stage, but that's not Rihanna. That's some visual coordinator for you know the NFL or whatever. So I don't know. I just um, I don't. I'm not hating on Rihanna. It's a no, real high pressure halftime show to do because you are trying to appeal to a whole audience that's all over the place. But yeah. I don't know. I just felt they could have done more with it for sure. And um, so yeah, musically, I'm not demeaning her. I'm just saying no. I just wasn't real impressed by it. That's all. So. Hey, dude, stop demeaning Rihanna and move on. <laughs> I'm beating up on a pregnant woman. I'm so. What? <laughs> well, she's listen. She's worth one point four billion dollars, so I think she can handle it. Well, yep. yeah. This goes back to what we were saying before about people like this don't actually suck. Like they're super successful, and yeah. lots of people love them. Billion? So, did you hear that? Almost one and a half billion. I mean, but, but most, gotta be. But that's well, my, investing wisely, right? 
Well, actually, her cosmetic company, Fenty Beauty. Yeah. That's the thing is that that's where her, her money mainly yeah. comes from is is from that cosmetic company. Which was funny, Brewski, because on the halftime when she was singing, uh, she was walking down the platform at one point last night, and she stopped, and somebody was holding up a compact of uh, a compact oh, of uh, that was her Fenty uh, makeup. Fenty makeup. Yeah, she that's stopped her... and put a little bit on real quick. <laughs> And I said to Rachel, I was like, did she just did she just need to freshen up real quick or and she was like, no, she has a cosmetic line. That was, you know, I, I took that as just like a diva moment. She was putting on makeup. But you're right. She, did yeah. she pay a million dollars for that paid advertisement? The little product placement. <laughs> it was funny, dude, how she snuck it in. And speaking of, I hope she's endorsed by Massengill. Did you see her smell her pussy? No, what no. are you talking really? about, dude? Absolutely. She wow. Put she put her hand in her crotch and then sniffed it. It was part of a dance move. I, well, you have to like, that. Whoa, she just sniffed her pussy on live that's a, But that's that's her, though. She's very sexual. <laughs> right. Very sexual. Well, I'm not taking scene. that away from her. I'm just saying, did you see she smelled her pussy during the halftime show? That's I don't it. buy it, dude. You know what, though? I, I would guarantee if, it. Guaranteed. I'm not making this up. If I were one of those dancers on the stage... And she and she stuck her hand up. I would absolutely sniff it after she did that. Of course you would, dude. You love oh come on, you wouldn't. Rihanna. No. Yeah, of no. course you would. She's Listen, you go back and watch it. For an hour. <laughs> yeah. she, she smelled her hoo ha. I guarantee it. Woo. So yeah, that's my my thoughts on Rihanna. So I'm sure it smelled right. like roses. I'm sure it does. Uh, let's see some other random comments here. First of all, seeing Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch partying together, I just wanted to vomit. Yeah, out of sight. I mean, just what a convolution of politics and uh, pop culture and business. It's awful, dude. What are you thinking? Because that's it. Rupert Murdoch is a genius, right? I not a genius that I like, but he's a genius. I guess they're both evil geniuses. Yeah, yeah, Elon Musk, evil fucking genius. We just find it out more and more every day. Yeah. Well, but but what you have to understand though is, is that Rupert Murdoch did not create Fox News. He bankrolled it. Roger Ailes is the yes. person that that created Fox News. I understand. You know, and that goes back to his days as a media consultant for the Nixon administration. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't want to yes. get that whole history. I'm just saying. It's- no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I wasn't going to go deep on it. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but I'm not surprised Musk was hanging out. I mean, hell, he's. He's cutting off Ukraine with Starlink internet because their drones are doing too good against the Russians. Yeah, they deserve free porn over there right now. So I don't know why he's cutting them off. But um, and by the way, why do conservatives love Elon Musk when he's best known for electric vehicles that they all hate upon? It just shows what hypocrites they are. If if it's you know if he's willing to take your side on one issue, you'll ignore. They the- compartmentalize very very well. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I just that was a sad moment for me to see those two fucking rich douchebags partying in their sky. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, dude, talking about rich dudes and great things, uh, the uh, coach after he was on stage after the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, and head. Andy Reid. Yeah, yes. Terry daughter. Bradshaw. Someone take a fucking microphone from that guy, please. Dude, come on. I used to really like Terry Bradshaw's broadcasting. I thought it was just quirky enough to enjoy, but he's getting to a point now where he's his mind's not all no. there. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, he walked up to him, and uh, I don't know if you get this or not, but, I mean, he Reed's a big guy. He says, 
waddle on over here, big fella. And I just thought to myself, you fucking asshole. Like, yes. have another cheeseburger and waddle your fat ass yeah. over here, boy. Yes. So, hey, big but, guy, waddle on over here. Have another cheeseburger to celebrate. Like, you. Well, well, you know, when, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the, the first time, they asked Reed what he was going to do to celebrate. And the first thing he said was, I'm having a cheeseburger. Right, right. Yeah, but it was just kind of waddle over here. I get it. It's it's, it's disrespectful. But and, they and also- by the way, it reeked of little man complex on behalf of Terry Bradshaw mm. because he immediately, in his question, had to reference his era in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And then ask, when I was in the Super Bowl, we didn't turn on to the fourth quarter either. Like, who ah. fucking cares, man? Ask the guy. He just won the Super Bowl. Yes. And you tell him to waddle over here? Yeah, Send a I, broadcaster up there with the microphone to ask these inane questions, please. I wondered after I heard it, dude. Rachel and I both looked at each other and were like, what the fuck? Waddle on over here? Were we the only ones who heard it? I'm glad that it, no. everyone heard it. I, I made note of it, and I saw an article this morning about Terry Bradshaw fat-shaming Andy Reid, which is kind so of funny, funny. But, well, but it was so dumb. And yes, I, I get that point there. The other thing, too, is, is those two have known each other for so long. Is, isn't it kind of like you're just busting balls on, on a good friend of yours? I guess, but not in that platform. When the entire no, I, and I get it. Time, 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 inside jokes and, I get a time and place. Yeah. The, you're completely different, I, and I get that. Speaking of that, I think for the Lombardi Trophy presentation, there should be a one-trophy rule for that stage. In other words, your fucking trophy wives do not need to come up there with you to the owner of the team and to the general manager. Your fucking lipsticked-out blonde standing behind you like, ooh, See, dude, and oh, I honey, we won. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing, but at the same time, I didn't know if that was his daughter who's doing the TikTok shit or if it was his wife. Right. I oh, we're talking about Andy Reid? Andy Reid, dude, oh. had his wife. Well, Maybe. and whoever the owner of the Chiefs was had his wife. You know, That's that's Clark Hunt. Yes, exactly. Uh, do we think he eats human flesh? He looks creepy, doesn't he? Yes. Oh, Clark, Clark Hunt? Yes, yeah. he looked like, at the very least, a mortician. Uh, at best, maybe he was a Dahmer. I mean, he really was creepy. Yep. Yeah, the whole thing was creepy and weird. And yeah. by the way, I've never heard so many obscenity delay dumps at the end of a football game as the, as I heard last night. Yes, completely, dude. They, I mean, first of all, the camera like rushed on the field and the players are all congratulating each other. That I kind of get. The, Fuck yeah, man, we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but then it was uh, Mahomes and uh, the other dude. Like on the interview. Oh, Kelsey probably, Travis Kelsey. They were swearing. Uh, I didn't hear Mahomes swear. I mean, I think he said ass or something. But They dumped his audio. That's all I know. They did it for each of them. Like, brother, guys, we're on television. We're so on live TV. Swear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was day class A uh, when he was like, you know, you always, you people out there said it couldn't be done. Well, oh. look at us fucking now. Look at us now. Right. And one but of them got through. That's 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 Travis Kelsey though. He's so douchey. He just just the biggest douche. He really he is said it because three I was watching. Times. I might have been on because the internet feed. Maybe that was different than the live TV feed or something. Mm. But because none of them made it through on what I was watching, but I could tell when the audio got dumped. And yeah. I'm just like, guys, really? I know you're excited, but you're on television. Yes. I'm going to yeah. fucking Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was odd. It was odd. It's very odd. Uh, and then my last note, I'll just point out that I just thought was somewhat humorous and inappropriate. Going back to our earlier discussion of trying to expand American football around the world. 
they had the scene where they were cutting to various NFL Super Bowl parties in other countries. And mm-hmm. one of them, they shot a bunch of Germans. And the scene they showed to the Germans was them, hey, hey, doing the fucking tomahawk chop thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, really? We're going to show Germans doing inappropriate one-armed hand gestures? Like, that's that seems a little hurtful to the Germans, doesn't it? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yes. I'm I'm not a fan of the whole tomahawk chop thing. I wasn't a fan of it when the Braves did it, and they still do it. And I'm not a fan of the Chiefs doing it either. Right. Um, and why? Just, why? Uh, no one did it at the game that they put on TV, anyways. Maybe some. Oh, but they featured that, the Germans waving an arm in the air. <laughs> hey, what well, you didn't? So there's a there's there's a song that they there's a music that they play to with the drums and everything like that. I was listening to the game on, on the radio and I could hear it very noticeably when yeah. they, when they were playing it. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt bad for the Germans. I always stereotyped as inappropriate one-arm gestures. Poor guys. Yes. It's a, it hits a little too close to our history, dude. Come Indeed on. it does. So, those are my uh, Super Bowl drunken notes and observations. <laughs> it was a good one. It was, at least like we said, it was an entertaining game. That's for sure. It was very entertaining. and the Cocktails went down smoothly and all my vape hits. So, I had a perfectly nice evening. What did you uh, drink to blackout? No, I don't ever black out. I don't think I've ever done that. What time did you sleep in my hallway before, but I've never blacked out. <laughs> yeah, I think that may be close, but what did you, uh, what time did you go to bed? Did you just drink until you went to bed? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, actually. So originally my kids were supposed to come home after the Super Bowl. They were going to do a party with my ex, uh, but they were exhausted. So at some point, right when the game started, they texted me and said, we're going to come over after school tomorrow. So I was like, bonus. Now I can actually get shit faced because I didn't want my kids to come home with me. You know, all the time. <laughs> So, yeah, I got pretty freaking drunk, and I was texting Dottie throughout, you know, the the show with our little commentary back and forth, and my texts got progressively sloppier and more... (laughs) Sloppier and sloppier? Yeah, more, you know, uh, etherical and worldly and all this (laughs) stuff, and... At one point, I don't remember my last text to her was, but it was something a little crazy. And then at like 7.50, I was like, well, I think I should probably go to bed now. (laughs) 7.50? Yes, as soon as they got done with the Lombardi thing. It was not even 8 o'clock out west. And I'm like, I'm fucking going to bed, man. I'm wasted. (laughs) Did you sleep till morning? I made it until probably 9.30. I went in bed and I watched watched Wonder Woman drunk in bed. (laughs) I I made it another hour and some change. You had a night, dude. You had quite the night. I mean, the game started at 3.30, so by 5 o'clock, I'm drunk. I mean, I stayed that all night. Oh, I fell asleep a couple of times during the Super Bowl. Oh, see, maybe these are some of the ads you missed. Yeah. Your little pass-out period. So. What what did you make for food, uh, Nick? I made. Uh, let me let me start by saying that I don't uh, boast about much in my life, other than <laughs> the size of my penis. It's yeah. a solid four to five inches, depending on the day, right. and <laughs> my chicken wings, dude. I make Ooh. great chicken wings, and uh, yeah, I went and bought uh, full size wings, and then I butcher them up myself, you know. Sure. And uh, and I, I made wings, dude, and they were good. I hadn't made them in a while. Sat them down. Gave them to Rachel, and she was like, Phew, you have not lost your touch. These are good. <laughs> so, yeah, I made chicken wings, and the rest of it was just, you know, chips, beer. and Sure. I had I bought a box of milk duds. How about that? Dude, I love a milk dud. Those are really good. They are. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you did uh, look, cook for I cooked, yourself? 
I could, I made some. I made a couple couple varieties of wings for Becky and I before, and I had I ate before I left for work. Nice. I made some um, garlic teriyaki wings. Mm-hmm. I made some hot wings, and I made some garlic parmesan wings as well. And we uh, had, we, had, we had meatballs too, which was uh, well, out of this world. <laughs> Yeah, you're a good meatball maker. You make those quite a bit, don't you? Well, I cheated yesterday. We just got the frozen ones. I, I didn't right. make homemade ones. My homemade ones I like better, but these ones were I was I couldn't stop eating them. Oh. Do you uh I know Brewski is, but Harness uh did you grow up where they had like uh Big Boy burgers or whatever? Elias Big Brothers or Big Brothers. Big Boy. Yes, absolutely. All right, so I'm in the store yesterday getting stuff for chi- make chicken wings, and uh, I passed by the uh, salad dressing section. They're carrying big boy salad dressing now. Ooh, I didn't know they were known for that. Neither did I, dude. And they've got all the varieties, but they had a Roquefort, uh, and I bought that. That's what we dipped our wings in. I'm giving it a, like a 9.8 out of 10, dude. Really? If you nice. It. Yeah, it was really good. Nice. Did you yeah, cook but- it all, Harness? Uh, kind of. I mean, I stopped and got a Subway on the way home that I ate way before the game even started. <laughs> um, and then I had a, a frozen pizza that I threw in at some point in a drunken stupor. Otherwise, I was just drinking calories was my, my main thing. So. I thought you may uh, dip into some mac and cheese with some uh, ketchup seasoning. Uh, I haven't yet. but uh, Oh, you haven't tried it? No, I'm waiting for my kids. So uh, Brewski oh. doesn't know this, but you know I'm obsessed with ketchup, as we've made fun oh. of before. Uh, Dottie got me ketchup seasoning. Okay. Like, you know, garlic powder or something, but it's sure. ketchup seasoning. And my kids always make fun of me for uh, eating ketchup on everything. So I'm going to like make chicken or burgers or something this week and just put the seasoning on. I want to see if I can sneak it by them and just yeah. have them say, like, boy, these burgers are really good tonight. So I, here's a question. Booyah. I, are you picky ketchup about is, your ketchup? Is it what? Are you picky about your ketchup? Eh, not super. I mean, Heinz is my usual preference. Okay, good. I'm not super snobby about it per se. G- good. Like you're not you're not going with like store brand or anything oh, like no, that. No, no gourmet. No, no. This is very <laughs> Western roots of me. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak that on them this week. I'm the same way about mayonnaise, dude. Oh yeah. Either it's uh, it's got to be a best foods. Absolutely. Is probably the best. I'll go with Hellman's from time to time if That's I. That's the same to. company. It's the yeah, same company. Same company. Uh, and then uh, was I'm eating this Japanese mayonnaise now. Oh. Uh, Free range organic or what? No, dude. It's a Japanese mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> it is unbelievable. I don't know. Ki- Kyushu or. I'll, I'll find out. Have you ever had like, bacon A's? I've seen it. I've never had it. I don't know they, if I want it. Well, no, they, that's actually a Seattle product. The people from Sur La Table who own those, you know, the, those gourmet uh, kitchen stores, they yeah. they, they they make it. Um, they're the ones that that make bacon A's, and it's actually pretty tasty. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried it. Well, I look forward to sneaking ketchup into my children's <laughs> menu this week. We'll see how that goes over. Cute and by people. the way, speaking of uh, of Dottie giving me uh, gifts for my refrigerator, yeah, um, I think this is a real sign of commitment right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brewski, she uh, she loves hot sauce, and when she oh. was here, and I didn't, I, I made breakfast. I didn't have any hot sauce, so the, the, we got together earlier this week. She gave me a Costco sized giant bottle of hot sauce and was like, "Put this in your fridge for me what? for when I come over." Frank's, Frank's Red Hot, right? Yes, yes. Okay. 
I'm like, that's shit off and everything. That's not just a little bottle. She's going long term well, <laughs> with a giant yeah. bottle. Yeah, I would. I'd say that. That's that's definitely a commitment. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, that should have been a scene in singles. You know, what you sauce, know, what sauce does she give you to store? Yeah. So. You know, by the way, um, Nick might want to uh, make a trip up to Montlake Terrace one of these times. There's a great butcher shop up there, um, and uh, uh, called Double D Meats, and they actually have an entire aisle of different kinds of hot sauce. Oh, and yeah. so, if you look, you might want to send a, send a few down to Harness nice. and. Uh, it's, it's, I used see, to live in Mount Lake Terrace. So. Yeah. That, and uh, also get, get the bacon burger while you're there. I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah, I love a good butcher. That's what I do. Well, you, you, have, the, you have the best, though, right by your house. Fisher is fantastic. Oh, God, Oof. yeah. Kewpie is the name of the mayonnaise, all right? Japanese mayonnaise. It's Kewpie. Ooh, I'm going to look it up. All it's right. so good, boys. Are you a mayonnaise fan, Harness? Absolutely, yes. All right. yeah. I'll My even do it on the French fries. Whoa. Wait, wait a minute, though. I, I have to ask a question, though. When you were with uh, Jamie, I remember um, I was going to make potato salad to bring to your house, and she said that she didn't want me to bring potato salad that, had, that was that mayo base that we in the Harness household uh, like German potato salad, and we don't like mayonnaise potato salad. She uh, incorrectly spoke on my behalf. <laughs> It so often happens, quite frankly. So, no, I love mayonnaise. And by the way, you combine my two things there, mayonnaise and ketchup, you get this whole third beautiful creation. Uh, yeah. Oh, we call that the secret uh, sauce. fry sauce, dude. We call that fry <laughs> sauce. The secret sauce at every restaurant is always mayonnaise and ketchup. Mm-hmm. Basically Thousand Island at that point, right? I mean, yeah. Look at that. You can buy QP mayonnaise on Amazon. Oh, yeah, but it's expensive, I believe, on Amazon. It's like nine bucks. or Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's got a naked baby on the front too. That's weird. Yes, it does. That's their. Uh, that's their. Uh, what do you call that? Their person. Their logo is a naked baby. That's weird. Are you okay, Brewski? Yeah, I am. I just. That's just the way you said it. That that's weird. You know, it, it is weird. And uh, you know, I'll tell you the uh, the Hindenburg. We used to put in a lot of uh, you know YouTube channels for uh, music when we were fooling around. And one of the yeah. album covers that always came up was whatever Zeppelin album has the like twelve year old naked girls on it. And oh. she said at one point, like, isn't that weird that they had naked children on the cover of their album? And I was like, it never occurred to me. But you're right. That is totally weird. It would never happen nowadays. Well, the no. guy on the uh, cover of Nevermind has gone back and sued, you yes. know, oh, yes. successfully. Yeah. But yeah, he tried to sue for child pornography. And why is it not? You can see his little pain. That's a great question. I, I think pornography has to be some sexualized thing, not just nudity. But nah, I don't think that's true. Not when it comes to children. I mean, if you just take naked pictures of kids, dude, that's... Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's, yeah, yeah that, there have been people in the past who've actually gotten in trouble when they've gotten pictures developed and it's like a picture of their kid in the bathtub yeah, yeah. and it's like really you're gonna report it obviously this is someone taking a picture of their kid in the bathtub it's not like the the kid's getting diddled or anything like that yeah. well my niece in school dude uh when she was in high school she's not she's an adult now but uh when she was in high school she was talking about uh, they put on some assembly and they basically uh, covered the topic of like sending nudes to each other oh, and wow. that it was considered child porn if you're under the age of 18 and that you could go to jail for a long time trying to get them not to do it in school, you know? Right. 
That's a modern day issue. That was never a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go print it off at the Photoshop booth in the mall parking lot and mail it to your friend. <laughs> we just had Polaroids, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, gentlemen, we're in the uh, the final uh, stretch here. Um, I didn't plan on monopolizing Super Bowl for the entire show, but I knew they would take up quite a chunk. So I knew you'd do it, dude. You had your mind set on it, Harness. <laughs> Don't get in my way. So Yes. I had to make use of my drunken time. That's a tax write off. <laughs> now that bottle of tequila. It's an official because <laughs> I used it for entertainment purposes. So. Oh yeah, you should write it off then for sure. Did you uh polish off the bottle? No. It was actually a brand new bottle. I got pretty uh I got I I, I think I had five drinks, so it's only like five shots. But for me, that's a good amount. So Yeah. Damn, champion. Well good. All right. Well, should we just wrap it up there or Um probably. Oh, well, no, I don't know. I have this one comment that we got into earlier about uh, the suicide PSA. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go over it, dude. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll drop this at the end of this episode, and then we should wrap it up. So y- you guys know my views on religion, and for anyone just tuning in here, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. Um, you know, I have a lot of problems with it, quite frankly. <laughs> so That's a, I, a solid question just to, before you move on. Are you a fan of religion or is it just organized religion? Well, unorganized religion is a cult and uh, I'm probably more <laughs> in favor of a cult than I am a real religion. But no, I mean, I, no, I'm not in a favor. I'm not a big fan of any of them. Um, I, I think Buddhism is probably the most accurate of the yin-yang, the good, the bad, the light, the dark. But no, most organized religions started as a way to control uneducated masses, to get them how to not steal from each other. And it's just, it's been corrupt forever and ever, politics, religion. So, so no, I, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, fairy tales being taken as literal things and telling me how to live my life based on your old fairy tales. So I have a problem with religion. And that teased this up. Do you have another question, though, for me? No. Okay. So we did the suicide PSA. We were talking about the fact that 988 had come out as the new way to call if you're in help, need of help for suicide prevention, to talk to someone, whatever it is. So 988, Nick had brought it up on the show. And so I pulled it as a clip that I, A, you know, it's a good message to put out there. Yeah. B, I was wondering if phrasing it as a PSA, if people would actually share it for us. And we found out, no, people don't care at all on the internet. <sighs> no one shared it. But I also had a, uh, a decent little tangent, which I was speaking from the heart, especially over these last six months of my life, about people, especially people that are funny, quote unquote, that when the doors close and you're away from the public, that that's when the demons come out. And I met that in a very sincere way, as far as a demon being something that that taunts you, that you know is a dark part of your soul, you know, the voice in your head that, of course, that is is, you know dark and evil, you know, like a demon. And uh, I have felt that. And there's an Imagine Dragon song, not that they're poetic geniuses, but you know, it's where your demons hide. Talking about you know being alone, and that's when the demons come out. And I was again like I've had a lot of that shit going on the last six months of my life, so. When you brought it up, I started speaking about the fact that, you know, the demons are a real thing. Sure. And none of us should take suicide prevention or depression, anything less than seriously, especially if somebody, even if even if someone can be the light of the party, they can still be pulled down by that darkness. Yeah. There, a lot of times people will commit suicide and you'll say, uh, gosh, I had no idea. I mean, he was always joking around, you know, and yeah, you were making yeah. a point. So we posted this clip and it got a comment on YouTube. And when I first glanced at it, I'm like, oh, this is a long comment. How nice. 
So a woman named Heather Burroughs commented, and she said, Sir, you absolutely hit the nail on the head when you said demons. And now right here, I'm like, finally, somebody who gets me. This is Oh, boy. Depression is a demon. I know this because I had it. And still, I'm like, hey, sister, I'm with you. Yep. It is a demon, and suicide is also a demon. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that anyone <laughs> reading this or listening to this video would stop for one second and ask if this uh, is really a demon. And I pray that they would seek their creator with all of their heart. Father, Lord, I look up to the readers, to you, to pour your spirit out into their lives. Save them, redeem them, and to heal their mind and heart and body. Father, draw them into you and make them your own. Father, you said in a word that if we ask anything that is your will, that it will be done. Father, you also said in your word that it is your will that no man perish. Though I looked up to the readers, to you, Lord God, that you would draw them into your heart and fill them with your spirit, dear Lord, I thank you in advance because you're good and your faithfulness. I pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you take anything I say as being fucking Jesus, oh Lord? <laughs> you know, I didn't mean satanic demons, you Fucking dumbass. Well, you did in the, in, a, in a certain way, right? Yeah, I mean, you it guys is. think demons are the same thing at the end of the day, right? Right. This um, is a woman who actually believes in fire and brimstone and hell and demons. Yeah. Tangible. Like I was talking emotionally, demons. And this yeah. woman somehow draws me into, I agree with this man, Jesus, Lord, Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. She hijacked it. <laughs> yeah. She completely hijacked you're, it. You're preaching the word of God and you don't even know it's Steve. Exactly. I don't want to be made to feel like that. That's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, did you respond or did you leave it be for fear of lightning striking? <laughs> I did not respond because I, I was so... Uh, like whatever I say now, this woman's gonna try to make me part of her uh, covenant or whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, she really went in on it, dude. Yeah, wow, yeah. She... I mean, that was a long thing. And like I said, the first couple things of like this man hit the nail on the head. I'm like, yeah, sister, thank you, thank you for having my back. Finally, <laughs> so I can't believe she didn't delete her comment after she saw your next clip of like looking for you nice sluts. Are you out there? <laughs> yes. She wasn't like, oh, we will pray for him daily. Oh, she's like, this man does have demons all over him, clearly. <laughs> so, the whole new puts gives new meaning to lay your hands on me, you know? Right. It does, dude. So, uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that a believer in the Bible would contort and twist otherwise well intentioned words. Yeah, well, yeah, the, 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 well, the part, the part about when she said that. You know, if it's not it's not your plan, and then that goes back to the whole thing of like if you kill yourself, then that's like the worst sin ever because you know that's not what your the the plan was for you, and right. just all that bull crap that I just. Bleh. Here's a big question, dude, about suicide. Yeah. Right. Well, how do you guys feel? Uh, what's your initial reaction when somebody kills themselves and say it's somebody you don't know about say like uh recently uh, uh we uh, just say robin williams okay he when he killed himself when somebody says 
so fucking selfish. What are your initial thoughts on that statement? Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, have you thought about this? I've thought a lot about it. And this is one topic that I'm going to try to get through without crying. Because uh, when I was 19, a man that I considered to be my brother committed suicide. And he came home and he found his wife cheating on him. And he had two little kids. And I have been so angry at him for so many years because it was so fucking selfish. Because when you kill yourself, you're you're hurting those that you leave behind. And for him to have killed himself, left me behind, left his kids behind, it is the ultimate act of selfishness to commit suicide. So, yeah, I, I get really fucking angry when people do stuff like that. So I have, uh, I, I've looked at it in the same way before. Uh, and then I've also heard people who have suffered from depression. Uh, I, I Let me be clear that I have luckily and thankfully never suffered from that se- that severe of depression that I've had that thought. Yeah. Um, so Don't get me I, wrong. I feel bad that he was in such pain and misery that he felt that was the right way out. But, yeah, it, it destroys everyone you leave behind. It sure, I, yeah, there's no doubt that it does. But I've heard some people say that, like, you know, there's no one else that obviously it's selfish. There's no one else's pain that you are thinking about at that time other than your own and how to end it. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, I, it's kind of a catch 22. Like it is selfish, but isn't that what suicide is just selfish, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I get that, you know, I almost killed myself after my marriage fell apart and it was thinking of my kids at that last minute that just, that I decided not to do it, that I could not do to my kids, what Mark had done to me and his kids. So, you know, obviously I feel terrible for anyone in that much hurt and pain and misery and for him to come home and his wife cheating on him. I mean, his whole world fell apart. Yeah. Which is why I almost fucking killed myself because my whole world fell apart around me. Right. But yeah, I mean that was my that was my saving grace. If I cannot be the selfish, I cannot do this to my children. I cannot do this to you guys. I can't do this to my parents. Like, so that was the lesson I took from that suicide. You know that yeah, it is the ultimate act of selfishness. I'm not trying to take away the pain that Mark was in or anyone else, but yeah, you're. You're 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 solving your problem and creating a lifetime of problems for those that are left behind, especially your kids. Uh, we were talking recently about an artist, Brewski, and I would need you to help me remember his name. He's an Asian guy. Uh, he's a multimillionaire, very eccentric. Was it t- Tony Shea uh, who founded Zappos? Uh, he was a guy who was real good friends with Anthony Bourdain. Michael. Uh, Got me. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. We were just talking about him. But after Anthony Bourdain died, he was uh, on a podcast and he was talking about it. And he got really emotional. And he was like, the way I look at this, basically, is you're a murderer, dude. You murdered yourself. Like, how could you do that? Like, you're a murderer. Mm. You took someone's life. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that people look and feel about suicide, I guess, based on if they've been around it or affected by it. But that number is good, dude. And I don't know, maybe we share it in a different way to try and get it out there because I've not heard it anywhere else. And when people say there's always someone to talk to, uh, that's not just a throwaway, dude, for sure. I mean, there is always someone who gives a fuck, whether you think so or not. No, nope. nine and a, lot of time, 
it's a lot of times it's people you don't even know. Hundred percent, and, and they they actually do care, and and they want to help you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of abandoning children, mine is out of school in five and a half minutes, and I'm okay. twenty minutes away from school. So uh, you're going up. to you're going to abandon <laughs> us as children. All right. No, I don't want to leave my kids sitting in the parking lot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, okay. see our webpage, vocalminority.net. All our socials are there. You can contact the show through that. We do the show at least once a week. So check it out on yep. all the streaming platforms. We appreciate you. Help spread the good word out there. But yeah, find us on socials and uh, listen to the uh, podcast seven times in a row, please. Another fine moment brought to you by the Vocal Minority. Peace. Peace, peace. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. <laughs>